Blog Talk Radio. This show is dedicated to my mother and father. From beginning to end, we'll always love you. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports, news, and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone could ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. Now, it's time. Here's Sonny Clark. Yo, 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 everybody, welcome to the Counting the Sports Show. It is me, Sonny, the hardest working man in sports radio here on our Sunday morning tradition. That is, that being said, you can hear it every Sunday as we get set and ready to rock and roll. As we are here, I just had something pop up on my screen, but we are here. There is a to talk about today, and with lots of things to talk about, comes to mind, can we talk? There's a lot of things that we're going to have to talk, and the interesting thing enough is, is that when you get a guy that can be who they want to be, and you hear this all the time, I just want to be who I am, I just want to do what I want, I just want to do you know, I, I've, I've got to go back to the basics here, guys. And I'm starting this out with a with, with an situation regarding the Oakland Raiders that they shouldn't, first of all, be in. And it's it's pretty damn pathetic if I if I ask myself that question. So when I see an article regarding a guy that is kind of just putting himself out there to, I guess, be who he's going to be. It drives me insane. Oh, wait one second. I just happened to look over to the left, and that, in those that don't know, this is my uh, switchboard, and I got <laughs> Happy birthday, Bill Cerna, on a Sunday morning. The Eagle Eye. I actually even recognize your telephone number there, my friend. Good morning. What do you mean Sunday morning? Good morning. It's afternoon. It's after 12 o'clock. Well, yeah, 12 o'clock. Let's try to get goes. into it. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, the Aquervo will be calling in here soon. Uh, hey, but guess what? We are less than three weeks what? away from... Rowlett Eagles varsity football. I know, and you know what's cool about it is last year we opened up the McKinney ISD Stadium, and this year we get to open up the Prosper High School Stadium. And this stadium is it kind of rivals both the McKinney and the Allen Stadium. It's a, it's like a sixty million dollar stadium. Unbelievable, sixty million. Here we are doing the play-by-play for in a, a brand-new facility, first time. And, and that game's a Thursday night, so we're actually the first ones that will be in the booth. So, I mean, it's it, it pretty exciting stuff for, obviously, us and what we do on a weekly basis and uh, calling high school football and getting all set. 
and and I've been burning I've been burning a hole since we signed off on our last uh, program uh, in the playoffs yet again to the Cup of Cowboys. I would really like to get past them this year. Oh no no! Last year was Allen. Remember we were. Oh, that's right. We Allen. were over that's Allen last year. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Shoo. Off to the left. You're right. <laughs> the Allen yeah. Eagles yeah. beat us pretty, pretty, pretty bad. But the two years before that, it was the guy. Okay, so let's say this. I hope we get out of the first round at some point. Well, here's the deal. You know, at, uh, depending on, you know, we're in the district where we play Allen's district in the first round of the playoffs. So, yeah. you know, our goal is, first of all, win the division and, uh, so that way we stay out of Allen's hairs because, you know, that, that division right there, Allen's always going to be a, a dominant uh, force in that uh, district. So we, we've definitely got to make sure that um, we can stay out of that one. Yes. And, you know, uh, but it, and interestingly enough, our out of, um, our out of district, Schedule is a good one, obviously, with uh, Prosper. We open that up, and then we follow it up on a game that we got robbed of last year. We got the uh, Rockwell Yellow Jackets at home uh, this season. Uh, pretty, I'm actually, that's the game I'm really looking forward to. Well, yeah, and you think about it, there's a, uh, you look at our non-district games, they're about as tough as you can get. We got Prosper, we got Plano, and we got um, Rockwell. Yep. I mean, those are three tough schedules. I mean, you know, if we're not on our game, we can definitely be 0-3 going into the district. Yes, and and, and it's going to be real interesting. I've started gathering the information on what's coming up uh, and and as far as who's going to be uh, working with us at our quarterback position. And so I've actually just opened up the book on that this morning uh, to see what we got coming along and uh, it should be real interesting to see where we go because we, we're going to have a new quarterback this year. Well, we're going to have a lot of uncertainties. Um, we don't have a lot coming back on the offense. We don't have a lot coming back on the defense. So it's going to be a, uh, a lot of uncertainties of what's going to happen this year. So, um, you know, we'll have to – we're, we're going to know more once we get into the first week. We we got we got a hugely young team. If I'm not mistaken, we counted it. Wasn't that only 14 returning from last year? So I mean, a real young football team. And you, when you have that, especially out of district, so you you look at what the success could be out of district, and you go, whew, at least that doesn't count towards what we're trying to do to try to make the playoffs. But at the same time, that experience that they're going to get in the outside the district this year at such a young age is definitely going to be a big uh, thing for them next year as well. They might be ready to fight it up pretty well in the non-district games next year after having that first-year experience, you know, with a lot of juniors and a lot of sophomores this year on the squad. Well, and not even non-district for um, – not for next year, but – this non-district schedule for this year is going to help for our district schedule for this year. Uh, I mean, we got to understand our district is, we got teams that are getting a lot better. Uh, you know, there was definitely yes. always a gap between the top three teams to the rest of the division or district. But now, you know, name and force looking, looking a lot better last couple of years. Um, you know, it obviously you got Saxe always there. Wiley's new to the district. So this district's a lot tougher than it used to be uh, before. So uh, Lakeview Centennial, you know, they always seem to put it together during district. 
Yeah, and the and the addition, the two Wiley makes that top four, you know, you know, really interesting as well. Because last year, I'm going to tell you, I, you and I, we sat out on the balcony on that game. I, I'm telling you right now, if weather was not an issue, I think the Raleigh Eagles could win that game. But here's something that I, I went back and I listened. And this football team traditionally is not good in bad weather. They don't have a lot of luck. I mean, they have a lot of, um, I, I guess, absence of uh, using their brain on certain things. They just don't play well in bad weather or sloppy fields, and, and they're lucky to get the wins when they hit those, uh, hit those games. Yeah, absolutely. But you got to also remember that both teams play in that weather. So it, it's a matter of how you come out and you execute. And uh, you're right, Raleigh struggles more in that type of weather than, than the teams we've they played. They do. Yeah. I, and, and I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if that's a mental block. I don't know if that's a, a player worried about getting hurt because of the weather. I think there's so many factors that enter into that that, you know, it, it's kind of interesting to wonder what that thinking is from week to week from the players. So, you know, you're right. There's a lot of uncertainty this year. Uh, the playoffs are not a guarantee, even though you look at the, you look at the schedule and you say, well, you know, they, they should make, but there's all games. Like you said, you look at name and force, their defense is getting a lot better uh, throughout this. Uh, well, last year, they were really good on the defensive side of the ball. And don't forget about North Garland, North Garland, people are forgetting about, um, but that was a good football team, at least when we met them last year and they got the potential, whether or not what they do to put it together, to be more uh, competitive within this league. Of course, Saxe and Wiley are there, and, but the Wiley the Wiley uh, team coming into our district, I think, you know, it, it really makes this this district that much harder because not only do they have the opportunity to take a, a um, spot in the playoffs, they take it from a team that maybe are not very good at the beginning of the season, come on strong at the end of the season, but are in, um, unable to make the playoffs because of Wiley's success. Well, you know, Bill Howard runs that Wiley team, and he always has that team ready to go. Uh, you know, they played in some tough divisions before they came into our districts, before they came into ours. You know, they were in the, in the Allen district uh, just a couple of years ago. So they're used to playing big-time football. So they always seem to come ready. And, you know, last year, they, you know, they got through the first, uh, first couple rounds of the playoffs and, and looked good in it. So uh, yes, you know, he always has them ready when it's time to go. Yes, and you know when you look at Wiley, that you know they they basically have the same thing. They're they're out of, but their first games are against Preston uh, Preston Wood, um, yeah, Christian. So I, I've never even heard of that. Uh, have you even heard of them, Preston Wood Christian? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Preston Wood is actually a powerhouse in um, uh, in the Taps district. Um, they uh, they they bring out some really good footballers. Matter of fact, they beat Wiley last year first game of the season. So they have a great program there. They have beautiful facilities here in uh in uh, it's either uh, it's either West Plano or it's uh, Carrollton. Not sure what city it's in, but um, no, they have a good oh, it's Plano. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is, yeah, it's right on the edge of Plano. But um, uh, I've actually done a football camp uh, when I was with the Texas Revolution. We did a football camp on their uh, on their field, and they've got a beautiful field there. Definitely, and they got 
They got Rockwall and Dallas Gisette, um before they make their first district game against Saxe. That's going to be an interesting game. That's one actually that I put on my schedule to watch week number one of Saxe because usually Saxe's right there in the playoffs and Wiley now that they've joined uh, the division. And, again, Lake Houston Centennial, will it be North Garland or Neiman Forest? I mean, they really threw a monkey wrench in the district on a, you know, you know, a team, you know, teams that are not all that great but make the playoffs. So, uh, their their out of district is really interesting with Rockwell, Heath, and Dallas Gisette. So we'll keep an eye out on that. Well, By the way, again, you know, that, that those games are not in the same district that the Raleigh Eagles are playing. Do you know what that is, or is that pre-set up before they moved over into our district? Uh, well, no, what they do is they, they, they set the schedule um, for two years, home and home, uh, for non-district. So, uh, yeah, and actually pretty yep. much district, too. But uh, the only reason we're playing um, uh, Prosper this year, because last year we played McKinney Boyd first game of the season. Um, but they wanted uh, – uh, the city of McKinney wanted to have a McKinney on McKinney first game of the season. So, they pulled us out of um, – that game of Boyd, so that's why we were able to pick up the Prosper game. Got it, ten four. So yeah, they're they're going to start it off. That should be really interesting. That's a Thursday game too, I think. Uh, the first game of the season, or uh, McKinney and McKinney are going at it. So that should be really good. But uh, so it is. Yeah. You you got a couple things going on. First of all, you turned fifty yesterday. Happy birthday, by the way. And um, it wasn't feeling all that who's, hot after working all day. Oh, oh, that's why I was yeah, calling. I, who, who told you I was 50? It's all over your face. Well, how about your son? Oh, he's right here in the car with me. Everybody's in the car. Yeah, your family in the car. All the Facebook, all the Facebook says that you're 50. <laughs> so what are you, 35? I know. I know. <laughs> I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm 30. Got it. Yeah, I've been 30 for 20 years now. I was gonna say, my wife says she's thirty nine ninety five. She's not forty, so you know, it, you know, it is what yeah. that is, right? So, and uh, well, you, by a, the way, you know what? Yeah, I was gonna say. Last, I was gonna say last night at last night at the party, um, they had a big uh, um, five zero balloons hanging up, and the zero faded out. The, all the air came out of it, so it was flat. So somebody replaced it with eight. <laughs> Oh, so for the oh man, for the for the for the rest of the night, I was fifty-eight. Wow, wow! I don't even wish that on you. I, I, <laughs> I know. And I ate almost a decade game? in just a few hours. Yeah, that? no kidding. You got the championship game this yeah. week or next week? No, it's this coming Saturday in Jacksonville. So Jacksonville, it's so, going to be so a, you're on the road. Yeah. We're on the road. It's going to be a tough game. Uh, obviously, Jacksonville's won 14 games in a row. Uh, a dominant team, but uh, we feel good. We feel comfortable. We, um, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a great game. They're looking to, for it to be a sellout there. So you know, at, uh, there at the Jacksonville Memorial, you know, it, it holds like 16,000 people. So it'd be nice if it's a sellout. So let me ask you a question. What What do you think about the commissioner of the NAL and the decisions he made to have uh, players held out of that game? Uh, out of uh, you mean out of the finals, uh, championship game? Yeah, yes, correct. You, you know what? Um, I don't, I don't disagree with his decision. You know, a lot of people, 
you know, there's a lot of people on the sideline that say, well, hey, he didn't do this, he didn't do that. There is a reason he had to do it. Uh, whether it's right or wrong, um, it's not for us to tell. Uh, you know, it, uh, like I said, he must have seen something that warranted it because I know uh, Siegfried would not suspend somebody just for no reason. I, you know, there had to have been a reason because there were seven people that were suspended, five of them from Columbus, two of them from Jacksonville. Um, so there were some things that had to, had to have happened. Um, so I'm, you know, what, I'm not going to say an opinion. We're we're going to be ready for, for all of Jacksonville or, or missing two players. It doesn't make a difference. We're we're going to be ready. Obviously, we'd like to play the full team, um, but you know, what, there's guidelines that you have to follow within the within the the league, and 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 uh, if they're violated, then you know, it, uh, it is what it is, and then they just have to uh, go along with it. But um, you know, it, uh, obviously, there's a lot of debate. Uh, social media has been blowing up for the last few days. Yes, it has. So, yeah, good luck. So, you're on the road. Where are you headed? Uh, we're actually pulling into Pluckers. We're going to have some lunch. So, need to get some buffalo wings or something. There you go. Well, thanks for calling in again. I, I just wasn't feeling all that great to make it out last night, but uh, I'm glad that you oh. called in. We're, you're all set for Rowlett Eagles varsity football in a couple of weeks, man. That's right. We'll be ready to go. I'm uh, looking forward to it. It's exciting. You got it. He is the eagle-eyed Bill Cerna. Have yourself a good one. Enjoy lunch, my friend. All right, Sonny. Take care. You got it. He is Bill Cerna. That also being said, in case you didn't know, your ass better call somebody. The fine co-host of the program, it is Cuomo on a Sunday afternoon morning where he's at. High and tight done and all set and ready to rock and roll. Oh, Sonny, you already know it, my friend. How are you? <laughs> I do I'm doing fantastic here. We just had the Eagle Eye Bill Cerna, our color commentator at Rowlett Eagles varsity football, on with us for a couple of minutes. Uh he called right when we were going on air and I was like, dude, you know what time I'm on air and and he called in, so we, we talked a little bit of Raleigh Eagles Varsity Football here to get the show started. So what's going on, my friend? How, how are things? What's going on? Oh, I mean, the, the usual, Sonny. I mean, you know, preseason is in the air. Uh, I got to see some yeah. uh, highlights of some games last night. I watched a little bit of that uh, – of uh, what game was it that I was watching last night? Cowboys 49ers. I think that was the replay, though. No, it was live. It was live. No, it was live. Uh, yeah, I watched a little bit live. of that. Watched the Steelers against the Bucks. Uh, watched a little bit of uh, Bengals Chiefs highlights. I think that's who they were playing. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, preseason football is, is is underway. I know it's only the first game, and it doesn't really matter. But hey, you know what? I like seeing I like seeing some helmets, some shoulder pads, some skulls getting crushed. Not crushed, but. Some hits going, you know. Hey, football is football. Yes, it is. But, you know, how many minutes I spent watching uh, football this past weekend? Uh, uh, I've zero. Well, <laughs> uh, let, let, all right, allow me to rephrase. I had I had the TV on the game. Was I got it? Playing, paying close attention? Eh, debatable, <laughs> but. But it was on the TV. It was on the screen. Yes. And, uh, oh, Rams and Raiders was another one I kind of caught a couple of minutes on, too. So, uh, which I, I know, I, I, I know, 
I know we're going to get into something Raiders related uh, during wow. the show. At least I, at well, least I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure reader. we are. You're a mind reader. <laughs> I, I, it's unbelievable. You, and we, we are headed right there, and I was doing this <laughs> All but, right. before, before oh, the eagle I called in. I was headed. You know, this, this right here, I, and, and I'll tell you, it, yeah. it just goes to show what the Steelers, why the, the Steelers let this guy go. I mean, there, yep. there is no yep. question in my mind. You yep. sit there, you can say whatever you want about the guy's talent. He should get paid, what he's all about. But what he is proving right now, that he's a bigger diva, I'm going to say it, he is a bigger diva than Terrell Owens ever was, and him showing mm-hmm. his ass the way he's doing it, based upon, you know, what he quote-unquote wants. And I put those in quotes, Cuervo, because I really don't think that has anything to do with anything with anything. I think this guy, I think he's done. I think this guy is done. I mean, he is mentally checked out. He is not checked in. And physically, he's not ready. I mean, when what idiot goes into a cryo thing is not wearing the proper equipment and he gets frostbite on his toes? This guy, this guy might be done, Cuervo. And and Oakland Raider fans are getting the shaft on this whole thing. But then again, when you think about the whole thing, I didn't even think it was even going to work out anyway because of John Gruden and the way he coaches and the way that and, and the way that Brown is. These two, I didn't even see as a great relationship to start out before he got there. You already seen what he's about, big name guys. John Gruden doesn't give a rat's about him, and you you could be the first on the way out the door. You ask ask some uh, defensive player that plays for the uh, now. Um, oh yeah, Chicago Bears. That was probably should have got defensive player of the year. Um, you know, so big names, big talent don't mean anything to John Gruden. And I think that I when this whole thing went down, Cuervo, I thought it was a recipe for disaster. Well, and, and that's why I was kind of surprised that the Raiders were the ones that made the trade to get Antonio Brown. And, I mean, I'm not saying that they shouldn't have, or uh, which which is starting to prove that they probably shouldn't have. But, but um, you know, I'm not, even, I'm not even focusing on the whole frostbite thing. I, I think that was just plain uh, ignorance. It's not even stupidity. It's ignorance because, to me, he – you know, I'm sure he knew better and still made a bad choice. Think. But, you know, this whole this whole helmet thing, like, you know, Excuse. at first, at first, hear me out on this real quick, Sonny. At first, I was, I had, I had Antonio's back a, a smidget, and I'm talking like this, the smallest of smidgets, you know, so small that right before your fingers touch each other, right. Yeah. Then I started. Then I started watching some stuff on ESPN, and <clears throat> what I learned was that these players have more than enough options for the type of helmet that they can wear to include custom-made helmets just for them, for their fitting. And he still is. Co- what that tells me, Sonny, he's just a guy that just he just likes to complain. He he will find something to continue to create drama, to create controversy, to create arguments, to create just – he just wants to complain about 
anything and everything that he can because, I don't know, I guess because he feels like he's entitled, whatever the case may be. Um, What that tells me, though, too, is that he is not willing to meet the NFL halfway with things. Uh, He thinks it's all about him. That's why, that's why I say entitlement. And I think the Raiders, even though they just traded for him, Sonny, they need to pay close attention to this situation because this is a forecast. This is a foreshadow of what they're going to be getting for the next two to three years with this guy. And if it continues, Sonny, just, just like they did Khalil Mack, just like they did Amari Cooper, they cannot be afraid to cut ties with this guy, even if it, if, even if it costs them. Uh, more draft picks or whatever the case, money. It, like you have to cut, you have to take the loss. You have to cut ties with the guy because all it's going to do is just bring the locker room down, and uh, and, you know, and the Raiders are not going to be able to move forward if they keep if they keep him around and 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 continue to let him be a distraction. Yeah, Cuervo. To me, it, it's all about it, it. You know, we can sit here and talk all day long you know, about exactly what you said. They have players that can get custom helmets and everything else. In fact, a helmet company would give their left nut to sponsor the fact that they ha- that Antonio Brown's wearing their helmet. Okay, come on. Let's just be serious. Sure. Forget oh, about oh, the money. Yeah. That, yeah, forget about the money this guy's making, you know, at 16 point whatever it is. Okay, you know you have the sixteen million that he is supposed to make. He can he can very easily make at least three million just on a helmet deal. So this is more this is more on the fact that you take a look at a certain guy. Okay, and, and frankly, you, you I thought about this at the beginning of the season when we heard the fact that one you know Terrell Owens was talking with Od, uh, you know uh, Odell Beckham. Okay. I thought that was going to be the problem child. I really did. Now, I'm still not convinced he's not going to be, but I I thought that was going to be first. I really did. Because I actually went along with what you said, Cuervo. Maybe this guy just needs a change of scenery, and maybe he'll be a different dude. And But what he proved by just not only – this situation, Cuervo, and I didn't touch on to it as much as he did because we had a lot to talk about, but this crap about him coming to training camp in a hot air balloon, all attention on me, I am Antonio mm-hmm. Brown, uh-huh. you know, all this, all this selfishness, all this look at me, all this ego, all the things that when people look at superstars, and listen, the guy's a superstar. There's no question. But when the fan, the ordinary fan, looks at a guy like this, we hope he falls on his face. And guess what? He's in the process of doing that. And not only that, he's in the process of doing that. He might lose this contract, although he, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I haven't read the, the thing. I, he's going to get a 16-1 mil. That's why he is, quote, unquote, camp, but not quote-unquote participating or doing this. Now, this comes out, this is is beyond ego. This is beyond stupidity. This is beyond, you know, a guy who just thinks that his crap don't stink. This is a guy that is just purely out for himself, and it does absolutely no good for the Raiders to have 
this type of attitude on their squad. It brings them down. They're already – let's see, our predictions, I think we both uh, had both Oakland in last place. Um, if it wasn't uh, – uh-huh. here it is, got it right here. Um, oh, no, that's not uh, it. I got I to turn a couple pages, but I think we both put them last, and since that since that's the case – that we that we saw him or, or the uh, the West in, you know with him in last you can't fall any further than that here it is got it AFC West we both uh, let's see here no that's NFC West where's my AFC West oh hold on I put it on a different page I didn't write it down Cuervo oh my goodness oh here it is AFC here it is got Uh-oh. it all right here it is um here all right. So I have the Raiders in last place. You had them in third place. So you had Denver sliding below the Raiders, although I had Denver winning this division. Um, you know, one, one right. of those crazy predictions, but there's actually re- you know meaning behind it or reasoning behind it. Have you changed your mind about where the Raiders are? Has the Antonio Brown situation changed your idea or your thinking about the AFC West and the Oakland Raiders where they could end up? You know, Sonny, it's starting to, um, but I don't want to pull the trigger on making the switch just yet because I think that when it comes to um, new faces and new places, right, I think for the first year people are willing to tolerate some of the BS, and I think the Raiders for this year are, are, depending on what level of BS it gets to, I think – I think Gruden is going to work through it uh, just because he he wants to look at the bigger picture, and that's win football games, and that's what it should be about. But I tell you, come next season, after this season's over, if if the drama continues, if the if the stupid stuff continues, then I think that's when Gruden's going to really put his foot down and say, "Look, you sob, like I I tolerated it the first year. I'm not going to do it this year if." Uh, you know, if you're going to continue with your with your crap, then um, you know you have no room on this football team. I don't care how talented you are. I could see Gruden being, you know, being that kind of guy. He has been proven to be that kind of guy. Uh, so yeah. that's why I'm I'm hesitant because I just think for this one year, I think the Raiders they want to just try and turn things around. So I think I think they're going there's going to be a little tolerance for for his uh for i mean he gruden's already gone on public and he's backed him up 100 percent. you know with the foot right. injury uh you know it was an accident it wasn't his fault and then the helmet thing hey we support him so it's already begun where they're like all right we're willing to deal with it for the first year but i'm telling you sonny if it continues going into year two i don't think gruden's going to be so supportive of antonio brown just because i, I you and i both know Old Chucky, and when he when he gets fired up, you know, there's no telling what he's going to say or do. So that's why I'm going to keep the Raiders where they are, um, just because I think him and Carr can they have the potential to have a good chemistry and uh, be one of the bigger uh, uh, you know quarterback receiver threats in the AFC. I'm not going to say NFL, AFC, and um, and and I think that'll help them win a couple of games. So that's why I'm going to keep them for now and third. There's a lot of things that are going on. If there was a way that I could move them down further, Cuervo, I would. 
because this China guy is <laughs> yeah I put him in fifth if I could uh, against an imaginary team for God's sake in reality here we are USC one day, you know listen we you need to know what kind of guy you got look you lost say whatever you want about the Raiders okay. All right, Antonio Brown, they actually don't have a bad wide receiver core in reality. I love Dwayne Harris. A lot of people don't like this guy. They got him from New York. He came from uh, here uh, here in Dallas. He's a special teams monster, but this guy is really, really can be a good slot wide receiver, although they have him out on the wide. Um, But I like Mm -hmm. uh, Tyrell Williams. I like where he is coming from. I also like J.J. Nelson. Now, if you have the opportunity to watch some of the uh, highlights, if that's what you want to call it, when they took on the Rams and everything last night, which I have, I'll put it this way. I watch preseason football in highlight form only because, really, I'm not impressed by anybody or anything. But I will tell you right now, when when I was looking at the wide receivers and I saw Derek Carr and I felt to myself, if, and that, that's big two capital letters, I-F, uh, Antonio Brown could get his head out of his behind, this would be really good for this football team, like you said, developing a chemistry with Derek Carr, which, by the way, he needed Antonio Brown. Let's be honest. Uh, Derek Carr's a good good quarterback, but he's only as good as the number one wide receiver is going to bring to your team. Let's be honest. He can only do so much especially with the Raiders on who they are. They're not, they're, they're not so over-aggressive on the defensive side of the ball that they're going to win the games because of their defense. Now, if Raiders win the game, it's going to have to be because the offense can play. Okay, And, and granted, you have Derek Carr out there. Nathan Peterman actually played. He didn't play too bad. But but he's still Nathan Peterman, okay? So you, he, there's nothing. And and Mike Glennon, yeah, you know, whatever you whatever you want to think about him. I don't know if he played last night or not. But one thing I do know is when they went into this uh, season and they had Ryan Grant and Hunter Renfro in the slot wide receivers along with the other ones, I looked at that. I looked at that and said, hey, this team could act, like you said actually be a threat in the AFC. The only problem is the defensive side of the ball, obviously getting rid of Khalil Mack was the biggest mistake this defense could ever do. And guess what? Chucky's little thing that he said about Khalil Mack, you know, they still ended up in last place without him. That part, you know, kind of came true. But guess what? If you had that Khalil Mack on your football team, it changes your attitude on the defensive side of the ball with the new coach, and that was a huge mistake that they made. And these kind of mistakes right here that the Oakland Raiders continually make based upon egos of players, based upon maybe false uh, perceptions of certain players and they get rid of the – come on, Cuervo, let's be honest. When you when you seen that, you knew Khalil Mack was number one, number two in his position on the defensive side of the ball. And you and I, well, you were happy because obviously it was the Bears. If it was any other team, you're sitting here going, what the hell is this football team thinking? But I was right, Cuervo. It was all about ego because Khalil Mack went over to Chicago and, and showed the reason why they shouldn't have done what they did, which was get rid of them. Well, first first game of the season against Green Bay, he showed it. <laughs> Lucker, I think. Yeah. Oh boy. I I was I wasn't even sitting down half the half the game because mm-hmm. I was so excited. But you know, 
now I'm, I'm, I'm like smiling and licking my chops just thinking about it. But anyways, um, I, and you laugh. I, I just, I don't Quirk, know. It's, I still can't believe Quirk, that, you that he's a Chicago Let's Bear. be honest. When you thought, when you thought about the Oakland Raiders, uh, Khalil Mackless, you, you laughed. There was no question in my mind that you <laughs> and everybody else had the laugh of the uh, laugh of the Chucky being the the laughing guy that he is. You know, it, it, I, I figured it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because well, I don't and, think, and I, I remember. Don't think, Chuck, I don't think he's a, I don't think he's even a good coach. I really don't. And like you said, that I went back and listened to uh, an archive uh, show, and we were talking about this. I thought it was only a five-year contract. Wherever you were right, this was ten years that they got John Gruden right in their One hundred million dollars. One hundred million. Yep. And you know, one hundred million. And really, and when you think about that, okay, that first of all, that's a lot of money. Forget the money, Cuervo. Yeah. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. And the thing that it, this guy hadn't done anything to get this contract. Not only that, how many years was he out of the NFL not coaching before they gave him this contract? Now, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say the guy was stupid. I would have taken the contract too. I mean, he was. This was probably the smartest thing he ever did, as far as money wise is concerned. You know, he's going to be set obviously for life, but he would have been set for life with ESPN doing exactly what he's doing and probably, but he also knows as soon as this is over, he goes right back to doing what he's doing with ESPN Fox or whoever it may be. Yeah. You know, now that we're talking about this, Sonny, I'm, I'm thinking about, I wouldn't say it's a pattern, but I just think it's a coincidence. So Gruden leaves, right? They bring the whole new crew on Monday night football. With uh, uh, you know Witten and Booker McFarland and the other guys, and then Witten decides, eh, you know what? I think I want to go back and play again. You know, I, I I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but I'm wondering if like it's a a thing where guys don't want to work at ESPN and they they just want more money or they truly miss the game. They can get because, more money. Well, I mean because so. Gruden was out of the out of coaching for what eight nine years maybe even ten. Yep. I think about and, eight or nine. Yep. But you know what? Look, let's be honest. Ten years, a hundred mil. Who's going to pass that up? Ten million. No bucks one. A season. Ten. That's more than half the backup quarterbacks in the NFL that a head coach is going to make. That's that's good money but for yeah. a head coach. I've never I've never heard of a coach making more than nine million, let alone ten. Yep. But and and correct me if I'm wrong, Sonny. For coaches, yeah. for co- is it all guaranteed? Is it is it or or is it like a player's contract? No, no, it's like a player's. It's like a player's contract to a certain so there extent. Are incentives? It's based. There, there are incentives, but no, no. His, his ten-year, uh, hundred million. Um, he, he gets that as long as he coaches. Um, by uh, on, uh, as long as he decides that he's not going to quit or he's going to go anywhere else. Which normally, when you think about the player, it's the other way around. 
whether or not the team wants to keep you. So he kind of he kind of finagled the contract, kind of like in you know his benefit. If he doesn't say that he doesn't want to go anywhere and he wants to coach, he gets the money. That's what his contract does state. Um, so. Um, and, and that might have been the only reason why he signed it at the same time to Cuervo, if you think about it. Um, but mm-hmm. I will say this. When you are capable of demanding that kind of money – now, I don't even know if they demanded it. That that could have – I mean, I don't know where the – I'm not sure where the number came from, Cuervo. Was the Raiders saying, we want him, let's get him, we'll pay him $10 million? Or was it John Gruden saying, yeah, I'll come back, but it's going to cost you $10 million. Okay, so those are two different different angles on there. Um, but Gruden is the one that put it in his own pocket when he signed it that if I want to coach, I get the money. Um, so if the Raiders decide to let this guy go, they're on the hook for, for the $10 million a year regardless, and that's normally not the case. Uh, there are uh, most, most coaches have what are called buyout clauses in their contracts, and the team can buy out their yeah. contract depending on how long it is. So um, th- that's a little bit of a protection for coaches, but not fully guaranteed like that if they decide, yes, I want to coach and you got fired me. Ah, uh, makes sense. So it's all about so. okay. It's all about the coach and whether he backs out or not back out or you know something along the lines of that. Uh, absolutely. And John Gruden, you okay. know, come on, he, he got to sign he ain't that going contract. Nowhere. I don't. I don't. I don't even. I. Yeah. I don't care how bad the football team is, Guerrero. That's why I'm not knocking them for signing the contract. If you can, if you can get some, sure. sucker, I mean, some team to pay you that amount of money, um, you take the money. <laughs> and you, you could, you, mm-hmm. you could be the worst team in the NFL. But uh, by the What's way, the song speaking, how's the song go? Must, go on, take the money and run. It must be the money. And. and and that and that's another problem I have with the John Gruden signing. In reality, you think about it, it's not about the game, it's not about the passion, it's not about the players, it's not about being out on the sideline. It, it's 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 about one thing. And and I'm sorry, we've seen patterns of this Cuervo when you just do it for the money. Because I don't believe for one second that John Gruden missed being on the sideline. You can't. You're not going to be able to convince me. I, I don't know what argument that you want to bring toward me, but you wouldn't be able to convince me this guy really wanted to be on the sideline. Just can't do it. But when you introduce that kind of money, but interestingly enough, when you said about Jason Witten leaving, I don't know if Booger. By the way, first of all, Booger McFarland. You know, I don't. I don't care what how sentimental your name is. You got to change your name, and it's not your real name. So it's a, it's a nickname. So you got to change your name. You can't be known as Booger. I'm sorry, you can't. That's why. That's why I don't listen to the guy. Whenever the guy is on, you know, and and here's Booger McFarland. Change the channel because I can't respect the guy with the name Booger. I just can't do it. I won't be able to do it. I don't care how smart he is. I just won't be able to do it. But it, you know, but guys that are leaving, look at look at Colin Cowherd, look at Skip Bayless. These guys got out of ESPN mm-hmm. for a reason, okay? Number one, right. I, you know, the writing was on the wall for those big contracts. And that's probably why John Gruden got out of it, too, because guess what? Um, you know, ESPN well, will be more than happy to employ you, but it's not going to be as much money. Now, he's well, going to get the money that he had. 
he had a pretty good contract, but it was whether or not he'd yeah. be able to renegotiate that kind of money that he was being paid. True. So, and, and if you remember, Sonny, there was a time where ESPN, it was about a year ago or so, a year, year and a half, where ESPN cut a lot of people from their employment a lot. Uh, uh, staff. Like, a lot, like yep. Jamel Hill got fired. Uh, yep. A couple of other Did really she? good analysts were, were, yeah, yeah, she got let go. Um, wow. I can't remember who she works for now, but uh, J- Jamel Hill was very good. Um, I, I actually enjoyed too. her because she knew what the hell she was talking about, <laughs> unlike that uh, that blonde that was on Colin Cowherd's. Although I like the girl who's there now. Not only is she hotter than the blonde, uh, she's smarter than the blonde. Um, but um, <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Joy? Uh, Joy? I, I forget her name now. I don't know. Who, I I don't care. I I just like looking at her. She, you know, she's she's just yeah. that pretty. But you know, and and, and the fact and the fact that she is, you know, so 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 smart when it comes to see. I don't mind women in sports, Corvo. Really don't. Don't mind it mm-hmm. at all. In fact, let's do it. Bring more of them. But at least know what you're talking about. I don't like women who don't know what they're talking about. Leslie Visser was one of the first guests on this show, and she's the only woman in uh, Football Hall of Fame, by the way, just to let everybody know. And, yes, she was on my show. This woman knew sports. I don't like it when they go in there and they just they take a guess at something they could be completely in left field don't like it if you're going to be a paid analyst so much so that if i did ever get paid the that kind of money these guys would i would be better at what i do i'm good at what i do but i'd even be better but when you know what you're talking about i'll i'll listen to any of them and it don't even matter what they look like i'll listen to any of them just just make the valid points now uh uh, she's at the Atlantic now. This is that new thing. It's not a TV thing. It's a it's a writing place. But she's at the Athletic now. Uh, Jamel Hill. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I knew I knew she was doing some online stuff, uh, like social media yeah. type stuff. I didn't I didn't I didn't think she was on TV anywhere. So. Well, part of uh, but, her yeah, problem I mean, that, was was the Trump the Trump rants that didn't help her. You know she she yeah, she kind of she, she kind of went that route mm-hmm. and you know you know and and she got too political for ESPN's own good because when you're a sportscaster they don't care about your political view. In fact, they don't want to hear it. Good, bad, or indifferent. Me personally, I see nothing wrong with that. I know a lot of people say, well, she shouldn't have got fired because of her political view. But when you are a sports person, no one cares what you think about Trump in reality. Now, the fact that she burned on him because of the meals that they served the college football, she was clearly in her rights because that was sports related. Outside of that, her talking about Trump, there's no place for it. Now, I get to how people don't like that, but if you're ESPN, you're not there for your political views on politics. You're there for your views on on sports. And if you keep it sports, you keep your job. And not only that, if you do it and you do it well, they'll keep you along. Uh, but these late, like you said, about a year ago, they laid off a lot of meat, Cuervo, a lot of meat. And, you know, they all got jobs, you know, most of them end over a box. Yeah, very true. Um, Chris Broussard. Um, yep. 
who's a very good uh, NBA analyst. Um, I know he's working at Fox now. He's not with ESPN anymore. Um, I, I mean, there's the a only few one they're going to have to pay uh, is hey, Quavo. The only one they're going to have to pay in reality. There's only one guy they have to have. Schefter. Nah. Okay. TV personality, more so than insider. Oh, Stephen A. That, he, they have a? to have him, Cuervo. He is, I, I, I hate to say this because can't stand the guy. No, can't you're not I know, I know, I know. Well, I you know mean, what? He listens listen to our show, though. They have to have him. There, there's show, no though. question. That he, uh, he he is the draw in reality. Uh, the Golic and Wingo get listen. They don't pay Golic. They don't pay Wingo the money that they're going to pay Stephen A. And here's the thing: Stephen A. know it, and he is so cool and calm about it that there's no way that if there's a way that he can make sure his contract doesn't get publicized, he won't because he's just that smart. That's the thing. That regardless, he knows where he's at with ESPN. He knows that he's not going to be fired. And and that's not necessarily a good thing for ESPN, um, especially when it comes to contract negotiations and where it could end up. But in reality, ESPN's kind of stuck with it because if they lose Stephen A, I'm going to tell you right now, the guy is not about sports. He's about entertainment. He's good at it. And ESPN needs him. And that, you know, that's the way it is. And Chris Berman, he's seen the writing on the wall, too. Listen, Berman would have stayed two more years, but he also seen what was going on. That's why he retired. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's about being smart within the business, and Stephen A. unfortunately is. Um, but at the, because you look at it, Cuervo, you take any guy coming out of college right now, Okay, I don't know how smart you are or what kind of reputation. That those, those college guys will take the job at a third of the price that they're paying anybody. And and guess what? People are still going to watch ESPN. Yeah, because, I mean, that's what people know. They know ESPN. That's why so they're pushing it's, Fox. It's, that's it's why easy Fox to draw is to it. pulling those guys. Yeah, that's why. And even so much, the NFL Network, if they had all sports, they might do a little bit better. But even even the NFL Channel Cuervo, they they, they sometimes put other you know other factor other teams out there. I'd say right now it's Fox is number one. The NFL Network is number two when you're talking NFL. Hell, ESPN comes in at three, and it could even be a distant four if you take a look at CBS. CBS is actually picking up their sports up as as well. And not only that, they're spending a lot of money on the sports portion of it too, outside of just their regular channels. They they have those streaming channels just like ESPN, but they're they got a better uh, selection of what to watch on CBS sports. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not a big fan of CBS to be honest with you. Um, I, I only watch CBS for, you know, the game, the NFL games uh, and a little bit of uh, NCAA tournament, but like their morning yep. pregame, ooh, excuse me, the morning pregame show, like during the NFL season, not a fan. It's horrible. Um, oh, it's horrible! Yeah, they're not. It, that, they're it, not it, it went from it went from the seventies, eighties to the early nineties of being the best to being the worst. Yeah, um, you know. So yeah. you, you think about you go back into time. You go back. I don't know if you ever heard of Jimmy the Greek. Jimmy the Greek was big time on CBS. Brent Musburger yep. obviously ended uh, up over at ABC. Familiar. 
Yeah, but those mm-hmm. those guys, those guys had the mornings all figured out before the games, and then when ESPN kicked in, and and then they finally got the NFL contract. That's when they started kicking it in Berman, and it, most people were watching ESPN in the morning. Now they're not watching ESPN in the morning, Cuervo. They're just not doing it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I'm, Interestingly I'm more of an uh, NFL Network fan, which I'm watching that, by the way, right now. They're showing the Redskins and Browns game. But, uh, yeah, NFL Network is where it's at for me uh, on Sunday mornings. When we're doing our show, I have I have it on, but obviously the volume the is background. low because we're doing our thing. Yep. yep. Uh, but I like to watch. Uh, just, I just think they have a really good cast. You know, Michael Irvin and Rich Eisen, who was also an ESPN employee, by the way. Uh, yeah, you left for another network. <laughs> so, um, well, that was a hell of yeah. a gig. That was when they started, and he was the face. And I don't him, know what yeah, they him, well, him, him and Stuart, him and Stuart Scott, they were the best duo yeah. when it came to being on SportsCenter. Well, they they brought it every single time, every time. And, and what who's the they Keith were, Oberman before he got political? He was really good. Uh, um, then yeah, yeah, Oberman hey, was he, good. he went where the money was at. So you can't again. You Charge. can't political or sports. I'll take the money and political, not the sports. So Who was you know, the other one, it Tony? is what it is. Uh, Char- was his name Charlie Stein? Charlie Steiner? Charlie Stein. Uh, you know, Charlie Stein's actually the radio play-by-play for the New York Yankees as well. So um, no, Sonny, so, for the Dodgers. For the Dodgers, Dodgers out here in California. You're, you're right. I'm yeah. sorry. Wrong, wrong yep. big team. Uh, wrong close. But he's <laughs> right, right. big time team. You're thinking but, of the Brooklyn but, Dodgers. I'll, I'll, give you a, yeah. I'll give you a freebie. You were thinking of the Brooklyn there Dodgers. There you go. There you I, go. I was just on the wrong team. Um, but that right, being said, right. I actually have a New York Mets story we're going to talk about on the other side as we're making our way to the top of the hour. Um, awesome. And we got some new – yes. And we got some new sponsors here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we're moving into uh, Rowlett Eagles Varsity Sports. Um, so we got some new uh, sponsors here, which I'm really glad about. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to head into our first break. We're going to hear from some of our new sponsors as well as some of our old. And then we'll k- kick back and we'll come back and we'll talk about the Mets story that's going on. It's actually a pretty big story. And I think the timing is conspicuous. I'll say uh, Conspiracy Couch is going to make his face known again. I saw him creeping around the left-hand corner, you know, of the uh, of the uh, uh, condo here. So we'll do that. We'll take a look at what Conspiracy Couch has to say, uh, what's going on. We're going to do that. We're going to take our first break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's that said. It's our Sunday morning slash afternoon tradition here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be right back. Experience counts when buying or selling your home. That's why more and more DFW residents use Keller Williams Realty than ever before. Contact Jeremy Morgan of Keller Williams as he has access to thousands of buyers and sellers right here in the DFW area. Jeremy will help you find the best home that fits your specific needs and lifestyle. Find him at LakeRayHubbardRealEstate.com or give him a call at 214-236-2914. Jeremy Morgan, Realtor of Keller Williams Realty. Find out how Merchant Masters, DFW, specializing in small business companies, can help you save money and protect your customers' information with our credit card processing and point-of-sale systems. In 95% of our cases, our services save our clients money. So, 
What makes Merchant Masters DFW different from all the others? It's an integrity-first approach to each client we work with so you receive the very best, including financial savings, lowest possible rates, superior technology, and improved support. So claim your free audit at MerchantMastersDFW.com or contact John Beeman at 262-339-5470 for more information. That's 262-339-5470. Merchant Masters DFW, different from all the rest. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chang Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chang Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chang Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Chang Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963-506-4483, or check them out on the web at www.mychanglees.com. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costco Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Costco Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road, where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costoinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh?
We can never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslo Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at CosloInsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement failed to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. Forget about SummerSlam for all you wrestling fans out there. Should be an interesting setup. You got a four-hour ride on that, by the way. My understanding is going to be about a four-hour show, so be ready to you know, hit the restrooms right after the matches and things of that sort so you can make it through it. Also, make sure you got the Doritos ready, um, as I do. But I, not Doritos. I actually got the, the old, you know, handy-dandy Marie Callender pot. It all set and ready to go for uh, the uh, SummerSlam matches and things of that sort. So I'm trying to get ready for the NFL. NFL kicks it off here fairly soon. Don't forget August 28th. Ah, Eagles take on the Prosper Eagles in Prosper's new stadium. You heard that? Eagle Eye Bill Cerna at the top of the hour, last hour, joining us for a couple of minutes. So glad he was able to jump on as uh, it was his birthday again. Happy birthday to what a great guy. I, you know, I sometimes when I talk about Bill Cerna, I get choked up and I don't even know why. That's probably what he means to me, I guess. I, I don't know. But whenever I think about Bill Cerna and what we're about ready to do uh, for the next 12, you know, 12, hopefully 12 to 13 weeks, uh, which is called Rally at Eagles Varsity Football, um, it, it, the 
I, I, I just got to put it out there. This guy, you know, there's no question Cuervo's the MVP on our show. I, I, I just knew that. I know it. I'm just the guy that rides the boat along with greatness, and I get to do it again with Bill Cerna. There is no question. Bill Cerna is the MVP of our radio broadcast. I, 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 there's no, there's no point even denying it. I'm the entertainment. He's the smarts, and there's no question the smarts always beat out the uh, entertainment. So I'm, I'm always glad to have e, the Eagle Eye Bill Cerna. It, it, his friendship means a lot to me. And we, and, and folks, you got one thing you don't have. We, we don't get the opportunity to spend a lot of time with each other, you know. But he is that guy. He is. Yeah, I consider Bill Cerna one of my all-time best friends, and uh, he's great, and um, I'm glad he's part of our program. So make sure you join us as we are going to probably do a live remote from somewhere. I'm actually going to be speaking with Richard uh, McCrone. We're going to be talking about the rally at Eagles, what we're thinking about the Eagles, what we see in the Eagles, and what's going to happen for the Eagles. A lot's all going to be Eagles. Check out the videos that will be posted up on my webpage on Facebook as well as the Couch Potato Sports Show on the Facebook pages. All that's going to be coming up here. Again, guys, this is our eighth season calling Raleigh Eagles varsity football. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. First of all, we made this long, and second of all, um, you know, basketball. When we get to the basketball, it will be our ninth season calling basketball. I started calling basketball first, and then we got into the uh, football afterwards. And uh, we'd like to thank Stan Blackman, uh, the coach of the Raleigh Eagles varsity basketball team at the time. So uh, that, uh, just uh, just excited about that. So be ready for that. Uh, Jason Bush, the head coach of the Raleigh Eagles varsity uh, basketball team, also uh, we'll have him on. We'll be talking a little bit about that. He's the one that I have the interviews with. Football, I like to make sure that the coaches and the players are not bothered by me. So that's what we do, why we do it, and hopefully it uh, works as a community service. And I do want to say this right now about Rowlett Eagles Varsity Football. Guys, we could make a killing doing what we do. We don't do it. We do it because of the kids, first and foremost. It's, it's all about the kids. Second of all, it's all about the community right here in Rowlett. They have been let down from the Garland ISD radio broadcast, whether if they even have the game at all or, or whether or not if they have the game, if it's live. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. I don't know how many times I would go back and listen to a game that I already knew the end of the score unless I was calling and critiquing myself. I probably wouldn't listen to it. So that having been said, this is where we stepped in for the community. And there have been some things said about what we do and how we do it. And I will just tell you the reason and why we do it is, first of all, a love of calling sports up on this show. And all you got to do is go back and, you know, see what we started out. We, we, we've done lingerie football league. We've done the indoor football league. We've done the Rowlett Eagles. We've done soccer, indoor soccer. We've done a lot of things here at the Couch Potato Sports Show uh, just for fun. It's never been about money. It will never be about money. It's about maybe new equipment for us, and that's all we get it for, and that's all we want to do it for because it's never been about that. 
So I just want people to know that as we move into and all the naysayers, they can continue to be the naysayers. But that's what this is all about and it's always been about. And it will never change, just to let you know. So that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show that you get when the NFL season starts. Turn your clock back three hours and you will get the Couch Potato Sports Show from 9 to noon, taking you up to the kickoff of the NFL games on Sunday mornings each and every week. Every once in a while, we might miss a week if I'm traveling for uh, one reason or another, but we will try to do that. Also, to let you know, on this month, on the 18th Sunday, that's next Sunday, we will not be on air unless something happens. I will be traveling. I'm, I am actually going to take a bit of what I call a brain break. Sonny's brain is about ready to explode, and I need to get away. And I have to get away before rally at Eagles Varsity football starts, and I, I just need that break. So I will apologize ahead of time, and when Cuervo calls in, I'll let him know. But we will not be on air next Sunday. I have got to get the brain break before, you know, NFL, you know, you're looking, you know, a total of 17 weeks that we're going to be on each and every week. Never miss a Sunday. Try not to anyway, unless there's emergency. Family issues on this show come first. We take care of those if that be the case. But for the most part, we're going to be on week to week to week to week to week to week, uh, you know, you know, starting after next week. So be ready for us. We're going to take you all the way up into January before we're going to get a break. So be ready for that. Also, with my work with Champions Indoor Football, that is a full-time job um, as it is. Uh, so much so, I was on the road uh, just this past week for the league meetings. We had a great, great set of meetings guys i'm going to tell you i've never been more excited about a season you know based upon the fact that there will you know 99 you know 96 percent chance that there will only be six teams in our league next year i've never been more excited about a season and the direction of this league and where it's going and i'm excited for that and can't wait for that so get ready for that so we are here. Now, I'm going to wait for the story coming from the Mets because I want to get into Cuervo's uh, thought about what's going on with that. So that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show, okay? We go to the 49ers getting a victory against the Dallas Cowboys in a preseason game over in San Francisco. Dak Prescott, all four of his passes attempts caught, and he even caught one, led the Dallas Cowboys to a, a field goal uh, for his brief exhibition opener that you saw him. San Francisco did get the victory 17-9. to Now, for my locals here, I'm going to tell you straight out, you guys got to stop this. The, with the talk about Dak Prescott and the fact that this guy shouldn't get the money that he's probably going to end up getting, let's be honest. That's going to be a $30 million man. And we briefly spoke about it last week, but Zeke Elliott not in camp is a great big story. And Dallas Cowboy fans, first of all, I'm sick of them. Always have been sick of them because they, they're the most spoiled fan base ever. And expectations being way too high. 
But, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, those first three games of this season for the Dallas Cowboys in the regular season should be W's, every single one of them. And I'm also going to tell you this. They're going to do it without Zeke Elliott. The Dallas Cowboys are kind of pulling the Oakland Raider situation. They'll or mark that, not the Oakland Raiders, but the, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. If you're going to be that much of a drama queen, we don't want you on our team. And that message, I believe, is being sent very well. The loss in this exhibition game means absolutely nothing. But I was listening to the local radio stations the other day on the way home. Actually, it was yesterday. And Nate Newton was talking. Now, Nate Newton is not one on the commentary that will badmouth Jason Garrett and the coaching staff. But he's ready for a change as far as success for this team, or it's going to be time for Jason Garrett and the coaching staff to be held responsible. They change, and and I don't know, because the more I was thinking about my predictions in the NFC East, the more I, I, I wanted to say, and I don't know. One thing that we didn't talk about when we were talking about the NFC East was the simple fact that there's a new offensive coordinator here in Dallas. And and I'm going to tell you straight out, I'm not a great big fan. I'm not a great big fan because of the fact that the guy that has stepped in as the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys has no NFL experience. Now, granted, I know a lot of, you know, I, I, I've seen it and heard a lot of it. But Kellen Moore, okay, was nothing more than just a guy. And, the, and he was a backup quarterback here in Dallas. The guy really did not pan out to be anything, obviously. But yet the Dallas Cowboys are hanging their, you know, hat on this young guy to coach an offense under a guy that really, you know, they're talking about a quote-unquote spice, a change, a difference in the offense. Well, it really means absolutely nothing unless they win a football game. And the more I thought about my picks, the more I wanted to change it. But now, right now, if you look at Philadelphia, Okay, and or Washington. Guys, I think Washington's going to be better. I, and th- that's a gut feeling. In fact, I got them finishing second in this division. And that's not based upon any talent. I got a gut feeling about the Washington Redskins. Yes, I know their quarterback situation. I know all this. But there's a gut feeling that I have that Washington is going to be a contender this year. Now, we can look at the, we can look at the personnel all day long, but I'm still going to go with the gut. I can't push them down below Washington, though, but I can be very, very suspect on what Kellen Moore's all about. I mean, we're talking about a guy, he's 30 years old. That's number one. I, I mean, he is a baby. And not only that, when you take a look at the Dallas Cowboys and when you take a look at what Kellen Moore 
quote-unquote, did or did not do for the Dallas Cowboys as he was a quarterback, as the backup to Tony Romo and things of that sort. You just look You just look at 2015 was the only year this guy even created stats. Four touchdowns, six interceptions, 779 yards. Listen, so I'm not sure where he's coming from, okay? Now, he was with Detroit for the first three years of his career. Didn't get time until Tony Romo went down. They had to do something. So... You know, he started He started two games, and he played in three. And those are the only stats that he had. Again, this guy was sacked six times, too. So unless he, you know, as far as his production, I'm not seeing it. I haven't seen it in a while. So I want to know what is so special about Kellen Moore. And I've been reading the articles, you know, about, oh, you know, the offense is looking really good. You know, the offense, you know, the Cowboys offense under Kellen Moore, you know, it, it showed signs of of, of improvement. Um, you know, Kellen Moore, you know, showing signs of quote-unquote spikes, whatever the hell that is. And, um, the art, you know, but here's what I'm going to say. I don't like young coaches just as much as I don't like young players. I don't like guys coming out being rookies at what they do in this profession on this level. Now, have I been proven wrong about that thinking sometimes? Absolutely. Because I'm going to tell you right now, when I looked at the Rams and I looked at what they were doing, listen, I I didn't have them winning the division in the first or second year. Well, hold on. Let me let me let me just restate that. I might have had them winning it last year. Uh no, actually last year I did I did have the Seattle Seahawks winning the division. So I don't I don't like rookies. I I've never been too impressed by any of them. And here's another problem that I have with Kellen Moore. And I know this really shouldn't matter, but this guy came from Boise State. Okay, first of all, if you know anything about this show, in Boise State, Dirk Cotter was the head coach of that football team. But he, I, he didn't coach him. But, you know, that, that, that scares me. So Dallas Cowboys fans, be ready for predictability because that's all I get based upon who these guys are and what type of team Boise State is. Remember, they're playing in the whack. They're playing whack football compared to the other, you know, Division One football teams in the country. So that's another thing that, you know, it almost has pulled me back of saying the Dallas Cowboys won't win this division. Rod Melly is the reason why I think they win this division because the guy can put together a good defense and do well. And I like it. I like what I see with it. So, interestingly enough, Dallas Cowboys take that loss the other day. Uh, not, not the other day, uh, yesterday. Now, does that mean anything in, in the final, you know, the final of everything? Not really. What does it mean? Not much. 
So watch out for that. That's just one of the other things that I'm going to talk, uh, you know, Kellen Moore, Boise State, come on. I, I, I'm just not impressed. That having been said, I want to move to another subject that I've been looking at. And, and I, I just want to know a couple of things. And I may be wrong. I may be right. I think I'm right. But I want to know what everybody's smoking. I want to know what everybody is hanging their hat on the AFC North champions, Cleveland Browns. I I just don't get it. And I get that Baker Mayfield is a super bad human being, okay? I get the fact that you love this guy. I get it. Sophomore slump still comes to mind. Um, the fact that they're the Cleveland Browns still comes to mind. Listen, sometimes Cleveland can't get out of the way just because of their name, Cleveland. So I got to ask myself, is Baker Mayfield the LeBron James of football in Cleveland? Yes. But will he be able to prove that he's the LeBron James of football in his second year and all of a sudden these People coming out of nowhere picking the Cleveland Browns to win the AFC North when you got Pittsburgh still there and you got Baltimore. As much as I'm not a Levar uh, you know, Campbell guy, they still got to get past him. Now, bad injury for uh, the Bengals. Listen, I have the Bengals, you know, coming close in this division. In fact, I think I picked the Bengals in second place. Now, I might, it, depending upon the situation. I might have to switch out of because AC Green is a big reason why I had him there. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to open up the AFC North. Here we go. AFC North. I I have Cincinnati in second place in this division. But that is, you know, if you look at Cincinnati, this is a football team that got decimated. And, And, guys, when I say decimated, I mean, injury after injury, take a look. Put in a Google search, 2018 Cincinnati Bengal injuries. They had vital injuries, 15 players at vital, and a total of 23 injuries to regulars. Guys, you're not going to get through a season that way. That season, unfortunately, was a fluke for the Bengals as it was two years ago when Andy Dalton got hurt right before they went into the playoffs. But those that think, those that think that the Cleveland Browns are a football team that is going to win this division, I got to ask for whatever you're smoking. I mean, I get Baker Mayfield, okay? But guess what? Just like most teams in the NFL, okay, mind you, I want you to just roll in there and think about what's going on. The backup, as of right now, the backup quarterback is Drew Stanton that played for the Arizona Cardinals badly. He played for the Arizona Cardinals very, very badly. Then, It is Garrett Gilbert. Guys, you better hope that Baker Mayfield doesn't go down. 
because this team right here is a football team that is not built to win without Baker Mayfield in the lineup. And if he goes down, it's going to be impossible for this football team. And, guys, we're talking about one illegal hit just to get him out of the game. And if you don't think that's still going on in the NFL, I'm going to tell you something. You better stop smoking whatever you're smoking because that's what's happening. And one of these days, okay, and I don't know, I could be wrong, all right, but even in practice, that could be a problem. We're in here talking about practice. Um, I Alan, mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Every time I not say the game, word practice, not a game. Okay. Not a game. Yeah, I know. We're talking know. about practice. We're talking about practice. Thank you, Alan. Interrupts me every single time I even say the word, you know, the first time in a show. I, I, I hear from Alan Iverson. Anyway, but my question to anybody, without Baker Mayfield, do you do you still see the, the – the Cleveland Browns winning the division? I mean, seriously, think about it. I don't think so, Jim. I don't think so either, Al. How the hell can that happen? Baker Mayfield, I mean, Drew Shanton throwing to ODB, Odell Beckham, OBJ, ODB. (laughs) I watch way too much wrestling. But the simple fact of the matter (laughs) Yeah, 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 I know. But Odell Beckham Jr. Getting passes from Drew Stanton? I don't know. When you think about backup quarterbacks, I think of them as owners of horses. There is a 1 and 1A. There are not too many teams that has a Carson Wentz and Nick Foles on the back portion of this thing. There are not too many teams. And Cleveland is not a team that has a backup quarterback that's worth a damn nickel. The Dallas Cowboys, even for my locals, okay, guys, you better hope that Dak Prescott doesn't go down, and then you'll be hoping that you had Dak Prescott if he ever went down because you got Cooper Rush and Mike White behind him along with Tyron you know, Christian Hill get cut. But you have nobody there for your Dallas Cowboys in the back. Philadelphia, who had the best backup, Carson Wentz goes it Carson Wentz goes down like I predict. They got Nate uh Studfield, then Cody Kessler. Now Cody Kessler is not a good quarterback. And I love I, – I, by the way, and when I say that, I say that with love because I love this guy. I met him, talked with him, enjoyed my time with him, and, in fact, I want him on my show. I'm going to try to get him on my show one day. And I don't do that for a lot, but this guy, he's a good guy, cool dude. But the simple fact of the matter is is that they're in no shape in Philadelphia at the backup quarterback position. So your Dallas Cowboys – you know, you better hope that that's a good thing for you. I mean, Eli Manning, they got the backup. That's what they're supposed to have, which is the rookie. Now, and we don't know what you're going to get from him. All right, but Daniel Jones and then Alex Tanney, 
and then some other guy I've never heard of in the backup situation. And the Washington Redskins, they have a starting quarterback problem. Again, I'm going by gut is the reason why I think they're going to end up second in this division. Because right now, Colt McCoy is considered the starter. Okay, let me say that again. Colt McCoy is considered the starter. I, I know. I know. It shouldn't be that way. I mean, the Washington Redskins should have Case Kingdom as the starter, but as of right now in the depth chart, he is not there. So backup quarterback situation is huge. You need that. I covered the NFCs because of the Dallas Cowboys. But, guys, I'm telling you right now, for all the – listen, Baker Mayfield's a good quarterback. I'm not even – I'm not even saying he's not. But the simple fact of the matter is, is that we have NFL analysts out there. NFL analysts out there saying that the Cleveland Browns hey, are going to be in the talk? Super Bowl. I mean, come on. Cuervo, I mean, I, I don't give it. And, and this has been coming on. I mean, the, the, you have one good season. Guys, remember, they didn't win more than seven games last year, Cuervo, and people got them in the Super Bowl. I, you got people saying that the Cleveland Browns are going to win the NFC North by God. Cuervo, I want what they're smoking because, you know, Cleveland is still Cleveland, and Baker Mayfield may be the LeBron James of Cleveland on the football field, but yet he hasn't been able to prove it. He's got the hype because of the good season, but really you're hanging your hat on a rookie season from Baker Mayfield to put you in the Super Bowl. Cuervo, they'll be lucky to sniff the, the playoffs. I'm sorry. They're not that good. Tell about the Browns, Sonny. Are we talking about Browns, the Browns again? Uh. I'm so sick of hearing stories. They're going to be in the Super Bowl. They're going to make no, it to not. the NFC Championship They're just game. buying the hype, please, can, please, can we stop? I mean, good They're God. They're just buying the hype. They're buying the hype. That's, look, that, it, it's I, big I, hype. And I will say this. They have done a lot of stuff to improve their roster. I will give them that. There's no denying Absolutely. The Cleveland Browns have made moves to improve their roster. It, it's looking like it is shaping – to be something that Browns fans haven't seen in years. But you yeah. got to give it time. You have to give it time to see what it can be. Look, on paper, it looks amazing. You've got That's one of the best, you know, on one paper, of, the most the most craziest two words in the NFL history is on paper. Exactly. Look, they've got talent everywhere, Sonny. They got they got a good up-and-coming quarterback with confidence. They've got one of the best Really, not even the best receiver, but the best duo in Beckham and Jarvis Landry. Let's not discredit Dar- Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry is a Absolutely. very good wide receiver. Okay. Yeah, David Njoku is going to be a good tight end. Okay, He just has to learn how to ro- run routes a little bit better. I think his hands yep. are good. I think he can block yep. well. He's got to be yep. become a better route runner. Offensive line, eh, not bad. It'd be nice <laughs> to have Joe Thomas, but... You can't have your cake and eat it too, right? On defense, yeah, I wish I'm did. telling you, Sonny, I'm telling you, and this is not me buying into the brown pipe, but this is me having some love for one specific guy on defense. All right? 
I'm telling you, say Miles Garrett is going to be a defensive player of the year candidate oh, this Mark, year. Mark it. I agree. Mark it. De- candidate for defensive player of the year, Miles. And I'm telling you, another thing, too, the, the corner, the rookie corner, Greedy Williams from LSU, that kid's going to be a stud. Him and Denzel Ward are going to be the next big, you know, kind of like how Sherman and, and the other guy were in Seattle. That's what you're going to get in Cleveland with those two guys. But with all that being said, with all that being said, Sonny, it's going to take time for all these things to come together, for this team Absolutely. to gel together. And once, well, I'm telling you, once they get it down two years from now, then let's talk about the Cleveland Browns being AFC contenders. Okay. Absolutely. Right now, it's still, they, it's still a little premature. And they lose Antonio Callaway for a four-game suspension for violating the NFL substance abuse policy. So it's not just you know sports-enhancing drugs. He, he's you know the, the the other the other drugs. And, and by the way, people need to understand. Yeah. They read it. That's the substance abuse policy. That means marijuana, cocaine. You, we don't know specifically what it is. It's not sports-enhancing drugs, which is the uh, the the actual you know you know. Well, the steroids and stuff. This is actually drugs that are illegal to buy, and they were tested positive for. Now you can mm-hmm. say whatever you want, a pot or whatever. They're still banned, and they are an illegal drug. And guys are, you know, guys are being suspended. By the way, Antonio Callaway losing four games for them—that's huge for them in reality. Um, so, so now. You not only did the fact that you got the second-year quarterback who's got all the hype in the world and still could be sitting right there for a sophomore slump. You got one of their wide receivers that they were in Cuervo. Let's just be honest; they were going to depend on Callaway to be a badass, you know, along uh, on the other side. If you're going to get Odell Beckham Jr. getting doubles, Callaway's going to get some yards. Well, now you don't get him for the first four games of the season. That only hurts your football squad moving forward. You have the quarterback that has the possibility of the um, sophomore slump coming their way. Um, But here's what I'm going to tell you, Cuervo. When you have all that uncertainty, it doesn't create wins out on the football field. In fact, these kind of things that are happening for the Browns right now, especially the -the off-the-field problems, come back and haunt them in a bad way. Yeah, sometimes they do, and and you know it, it's that's just I guess the circle of luck. I don't know how to say it, and when it comes to the NFL, but it, it yep. that's just how it goes sometimes. Here's here's another one. I love Greedy Williams, Cuervo. I think that guy's going to be. I think that guy's. Gonna that's be what I was just saying. Them. I think he's going to be a stud too. Him and Denzel Ward together. Yep. That's going to oh be the God. next one-two shutdown corner tandem. Those two guys right there. Yeah. And 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 just just let's do it in the regular season first. Let's not put them in the playoffs because they're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to be, you know, listen. And, and if Baker Mayfield goes down, kiss your your playoff hopes or whatever goodbye. Okay. Yes, they were able to put up some great numbers last year. Yes, they should have made the playoffs last year. Yes, they should have done this, done that. But let there is one more year of Baker Mayfield film. And that is never good for a guy that's got all the hype that Baker Mayfield has. 
and and mm-hmm. you can say whatever you want. And I like Baker Mayfield. I don't dislike the guy. I love his confidence. I love what he brings to the table. I love what he did his first year. We predicted it. We we hoped that that would happen for the Browns. In fact, we we even said if they got if they got five or six wins, you can consider that a. Uh, um, uh, positive for this football team, not for next year, but two to three years down the road before we can start talking about. Because you can say whatever you want, you, Pittsburgh's going to win this division, and that and that's not hard to think about. Just really simple, especially since they get rid of a couple of guys um, that may have been producers, but they're more of drama queens. But Cuervo, you look at the AFC North. We both have Pittsburgh winning this division, and not not by a, you know not by any stretch. I have Cincinnati. I might have to change that. Hopefully, AJ, uh, AJ Green was one of the big reasons why I had the um, Bengals in second. So, but you have they still got to beat the Ravens. Those this that division of football is all about toughness. Now, if they go out there, Cuervo, I'll be able to stand up on this show and say I was. <laughs> I will be able to stay up on this show and say I was wrong about the Browns, but you know I, when we're it, the problem is is that we're hearing this from quote unquote NFL experts that they're going to make the playoffs or make the make the AFC Championship game, and, and all I want to do I, I want to see it first, just like anything else, and then next year we can talk about the Browns being dominant. Um, I do like their secondary too, by the way, Cuervo. Their secondary is pretty good, uh, but it's all about chemistry, yeah. Cuervo. And you got to see it first before you can bank on it. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, that's why I'm hesitant to put them in the playoffs and all that stuff too, is just because, you know, and like I said, I mean, it, if you want me to be brutally honest, Sonny, cause that's what we do on yes. the show. Yes. If they had a more experienced head coach, I might put them in the playoffs. That's, Thank you very me, that's much. That's what it I really, agree. truly comes down to a guy like 100%. Freddie Kitchens, no, with no coaching experience, I, I can't pack him up yet. You got to show me something, man. Like I get it, you, you, you've inherited a pretty good roster, and but you have to know. It's just like it's just like you know making uh, you know making a, a a nice beef stew, right, or 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 something like that. You, I can give you all the ingredients, but if you don't know how to make it, what good is it, right? So it's very similar to that. You can give somebody a great roster, NFL roster, but if they don't know what to do with it, Sonny, then, you know, it's going to fall apart eventually. Well, John Gruden made a career out of it. I mean, John Gruden made a career out of it down in Tampa Bay. I mean, you know, if it wasn't for certain things falling into place, it's great. And, you know, just as much I talk about the secondary – you know, I, this morning I watched the uh, the Cleveland Washington uh, highlights, but when you're in the red zone, okay, and you know it was Gilbert though, you know passing the ball, but when you drop, I mean literally just drop the ball out of your hands as a wide receiver after a catch and run, drop the ball. That's that's Cleveland Browns football, and they are not even out of the preseason with that kind of stuff. 
So, you know, those are the kind of things that are out there that they've got to put together. And hopefully, you know, I don't wish the Browns to be a bad football team at all. I want them to be good. I want my buddy Obi to, you know, feel good, you know, not just because of what the potential of what Cleveland Browns football is. I want him to be excited about what they are, and they haven't gotten there yet. So we'll see how that works. But, you know, lots of stuff there. So – by the way, I'm glad you came back because I, I you know, there, there's a shadow creeping over my shoulder, wherever. And, and you know what happens when that, when that shadow starts creeping across my shoulder? It, it's conspiracy couch is coming. Out. <laughs> and and he, he's sneaking around the corner, and, and he's got to say what he's got to say, or he gets mad. So, I, you know, conspiracy couch has been whispering in my ear, and I, I think. I think I agree with it. So we're going to have to go to New York Square, though, where the, we're not going to talk about the Giants. We're not going to talk about the Jets. We're not going to talk about the Yankees. We're going to talk about the Mets, but not the Mets. We're going to talk about the bus league, the minors, where one Tim Tebow is playing baseball oh boy. in his third year. Now, Cuervo, listen, I think I think Tebow should have never been out of the NFL, and teams are stupid for not grabbing him up. Sorry, I do. He was better than most. He won football games. We can argue it all. We can have a whole show on it. That having been said, of course, that's, that is the name of this show. 31-year-old Tim Tebow is done for the rest of the season in my sports in his third year. He suffered a quote-unquote deep cut on his left hand on July 21st. So, that having been said, he has been rehabbing quote-unquote independently. So, conspiracy couch, it's kind of interesting about how this thing all of a sudden now he's going to be, he's been placed at the end, uh, you know, on the, you know, disabled list for the rest of the year. But guess what's coming just around the corner, Cuervo? Season. College football season. This guy had no desire to ride in the bus leagues with what's going on. His third year not being up to the bigs yet, the big name, he hasn't lived up to what it was or what they expected. All right, he's only batting 163. He has four home runs at 239 at-bats before suffering a cut on the hand while attempting to make a catch in the outfield. Now, Cuervo. Listen, I watched a lot of baseball in my time. Now, granted, I haven't been watching a lot, okay? But, you know, suffering a deep gash from the outfield, making a play, do do they have razors in the field now, Cuervo? Is there something that I don't know about here? I mean, is there some kind of obstacle course that they do in minor league baseball to where they have to avoid getting a gash on the hand? I'm missing it. The worst I've ever had if there was, is, uh, was grass burns, okay? And if there is something like that, I'll start watching minor league uh, baseball again. Yeah, if there is something like that, Sonny, I, I have zero knowledge of it. So, with college football coming around the corner, something just tells me, conspiracy couch is whispering in my ear saying, 
He doesn't give a rat's bad ass about minor league baseball or baseball in general. Uh, riding the buses, I can see how old that gets big time. And guess what? But here's the thing about that. I think we're done. I think we are officially done with seeing Tim Tebow uh, in Major League Baseball, the, even on the minor league level. Um, he didn't get what he wanted, which was to be called up to the big league. Um, uh, but uh, you, you think about it, you know, yeah, I just – I don't know if that means we'll, we'll see Tim Tebow in a football training camp next year or anything. That part I don't know. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. about speculation, but – do you, I don't think it's much of a stretch to saying, listen, you know, the rest of this season in the middle of summer on those hot buses going from one city to the next, when I could be sitting in a nice studio in New York City making a ton of money, um, you know, in reality, he's going to get there earlier than he normally does, Cuervo. So guess what? He makes more money. Conspiracy Couch saying that we're done seeing Tim Tebow. Honestly, Sonny, though, can you – I mean, what would you rather do? Would you tr- would you rather travel around the whole country on a bus trying to fight for a, a baseball spot or be comfortable, uh, you know, on the set covering college football, probably getting paid just as much, if not more, working for ESPN because that's probably, probably what you're going to end up doing. Yeah. Probably more. So, I mean, can you blame yep. him? Can you blame him? Not only that, though, Cuervo – you know, I've I've actually snuck a peek at his uh, what he does. He's damn good. I'll give him that. I'll give this guy this. Okay, the guy is good at at, at what he does when he gets that camera on him and he's talking football. I, I think it's really it's really good for him. So um, that that's that. That being said, I, I just think it's time for him to find out exactly what he's going to do. Um, I think in reality, Cuervo, and I'm not saying any of these, I I just hate seeing a guy like a Tim Tebow who doesn't really have a – to me, this story tells me that his heart's not in it either, Cuervo. And he's just taking up a roster spot as someone who wants to play to try to make the bigs, and he's just taking the, the opportunity away from somebody else at this point. The first two years, I, when he, when I heard he was going in for number three, the third year in the minor league system, I said at that moment, I, somewhere on the show, it's somewhere that I didn't see him making it through the whole year. And I'll be damned if I wasn't right. I'll be damned if we were not seeing what's going on. And that finally, the roster spots opens up to a, a young man who really wants to move forward to it. But there, interestingly enough, I honestly thought the Mets were going to hand this guy this job in the in the big square vote. I really did. So I got to give the Mets some credit here today, which that's hard to do because, you know, they are the Mets. But they said, no, uh-huh. you know, the name is not good enough. We want to see the talent. We want to see what you got before you take up a spot on our major roster before we, we do that and take it away from some, some young man as well. So, um, I got to give the props to the New York Mets uh, this afternoon. Well, well, here's another thing though, too, Sonny. Um, you know, the Mets are playing really well. If you've been following Major League Baseball at all, uh, nine in a row. Won, if not mistaken. Yeah, I think eight or nine in a row. Fifteen out of their last sixteen. This team's on fire. So, I mean, you really think there's room for a Tim Tebow on that on that team I, that's playing as well as they are? No. Absolutely. I don't not. think so. 
Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it's not there. I don't and think it so, Jim. Be there. I, yeah, thank Me you, neither, Al. Al. Yeah, thanks, Al. Because, because and and it's finally someone got it right. I hate the fact that he took up even the roster spot on the minors. He was in the triple A. Uh, you know, he was in triple A. He wasn't in double A ball or single A ball. If he was on single A and double A and earned a spot way up, I would be able to go with that. But this guy's always been on the triple A. And, and I never was in agreement with that as well. So it is what it is, but I, I think we're done with that. Um, but I, I will say this. When I do get some time to sit and watch some college uh, analysts talking and stuff, I do love to Tim Tebow's take on a lot of things. The guy still knows college football. And um, I think right now, if I'm not mistaken, Cuervo, he, he was doing the ESPN at some point uh, on the college thing. Wasn't he, Cuervo? Yeah, that's why I'm saying. He's, he, that's what he was doing. He was on the SEC network. Yeah. That, that's what it was. That, that's exactly where he was at, and that's an ESPN network. So uh, he's there, uh, but Conspiracy Couch says he's done, and I, I am. I'm, pr- I'm proud of the Mets this afternoon uh, up on the show for saying you're just not going to take a spot because of your name, and I always love that. By the way, I want to get back to what I was talking about before uh, the beginning of the hour and before you came on. The Dallas Cowboys take a loss to the 49ers. Dak Prescott looks great. Four passes. He even caught a pass in reality. Um, and so they lose the game. So I don't care about that portion. But that the Dallas Cowboys situation is a, is one of these crazy. Now, we're here on our looks for the reason being of, I, I talked about Kellen Moore. And we're talking about a guy, okay, he's a Boise State guy. And you know my, my, my uh, Dirk Cotter love. Okay, from Boise State. So I, you know, I, you know, and, and they're talking about the quote-unquote spice that Kellen Moore's bringing to the Dallas Cowboys offense. I guess that's because uh-huh. you know they've been kind of stagnant. But you know, again, that two out of the last three years in the playoffs, you know, I don't know if you can ask very much. But you know, I am one of these guys that you know what I think about rookies in the NFL. I'm not impressed. I want to see it first. I want to see it for a whole year, not for three or four, for three or four games, not not at the end of the season in meaningless football games that mean nothing and you go off crazy. I'm not impressed. Don't care what team it is. If both teams are not in contention for the playoffs and you have a, 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 a let's say a wide receiver that catches you know 233 yards and five touchdowns, I'm not impressed. Okay, and especially on the rookie. But here's the team. That's what's going on here. We have a. I feel the same thing about rookie coaches. Obviously, the reason why you and I both don't have the Cleveland Browns any higher, it's not because of what we see out on the football field and the names that are there. It is about leadership. And even to the point that the Dallas Cowboys on the offensive coordinator, that is a big job. That is probably the 33rd most sought-off sought-after job besides any head coach in the NFL, offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, you know, and, and I'm just not impressed. You know, so much so, Cuervo, I went back and I looked at my NFC East uh, um, predictions, and I wanted to move them down. 
and I just couldn't do it because I don't. I'm not a big believer in the NFC East this year. Not only that, Philadelphia's got players dropping like flies. Squarevo, uh, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, they got they got injuries after injury. I saw some report that you know this this past week, seven players have gone down for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, that were supposed to be That's mainstays terrible. within it. They're just lucky it wasn't Carson Wentz, Cuervo. But that having been said, you know, th- this division, you mm-hmm. know, th- Kellen Moore has tripped into a pretty good situation when you look at the, all the offenses in the NFC East that are, they're not just wor- they're not just not good. They're not worth a shit. Yeah, I said it. Because Philadelphia's offense is not good. I'm sorry because the one thing that you have to worry about all year long is Carson Wentz. Forget about everybody yep. else, Cuervo. You have to worry about him getting injured. First two years, guess what? Injury, injury. Boom, boom, gone. Guess what? That's a pattern at, at the NFL level, at the quarterback position. He's going down. It's not if he's going to go down. It's when. And Cody Kessler's got to back this up. And I, and I love Cody Kessler. I, I met him, talked with him, you know, when we did that AT&T uh, um, skills challenge that we covered. Uh, great kid. Uh, but he's he's not going to be able to lead it. Uh, Eli Manning and and you know say whatever you want about the quarterback back up there. At least they got the right guy at the backup. But but he is a rookie, so I'm not impressed there. Washington, I mean Colt McCoy's going right now, right now in Washington. Colt McCoy is on the depth chart as the starter. Cuervo, that's a, I, I might have to move, I might have to move my pick because remember I picked Washington. It's just on a basic gut feeling. But if they're going to start Colt McCoy, I'm going to move everybody up, and I'm uh, I'm going to move Philly up and switch uh, Washington. If that's the way they're going to start the season. Now I'm not saying I'm a Case Keenum fan, Cuervo. I'm not going to say it. I'm not. But he's much better than Colt McCoy, and he's got more NFL experience than Colt McCoy. Um, so, but in order for my gut feeling to be there, Case Keenum has got to be the starting quarterback for the Washington Redskins. So I can't even move the Dallas Cowboys down because guess what? We talked about ten and six, quite possible. Even a nine, a nine and seven might win this division, Cuervo, because of the quarter. I mean, look at the quarterbacks in this division. It might be the worst quarterback. Um, it, you know, quarterbacks in all the division. Dak Prescott stands out head and above shoulders, and we have Dallas Cowboy fans out here bashing the guy, saying he's not worth a nickel. Well, would you rather have Eli? Would you rather have Colt McCoy? Now, I'm pretty sure they'd probably say you'd want Carson Wentz, but really, would you? Okay, because he hasn't shown any kind of durability whatsoever, Cuervo. So I'm all about Dak Prescott being the best quarterback in this division. Am I wrong? Uh, let me go through real quick. So you got Dak, you got Eli, you've got whoever it's going to be in Washington, and you got Carson mm-hmm. Wentz. Uh, it's you know, I, I, despite the injuries, it's hard to put Dak ahead of Carson Wentz. It really is because of, I guess, because of the talent that's around him. I, I, I tend to lean a little bit towards Wentz. But when it comes to the, um, I guess the, uh, the 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 grinder, the guy that's going to put in the work to, uh, mm-hmm. to make some things happen, I think I think Prescott's got the the advantage in that aspect. But it, it's 
but again, I think that Wentz has the better talent around him, especially now with he's got Deshaun Jackson. Uh, that's the best deep threat he's had. I and I, I like me some Nelson Aguilar. Well, they're going to really put do. Deshaun Jackson in the in the slot, aren't they, Cuervo? I mean, in reality, because of his age, um, he'll be in slot. Uh, I don't know. No, I think I think he'll be on the outside. I think Nelson Aguilar is still going to be their slot. Um, I don't remember. I know they had Jordan Matthews back, but I don't know if they kept him. I'm trying to remember if they kept Jordan so who, Matthews who is, or if they let him go. Well, they got Austin Jeffrey square, bro, so he's going to be on one side. He's probably going to be on the yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah, they yeah. got That's Jeffrey. That's why I'm not even – yeah, he's the number one. I'm not even counting him, Sonny. I'm, I'm thinking about number two and three because Alshon's number one. So right. I think I think Deshaun will be on the outside, and I think Nelson Aguilar will be their slot. Number four is going to be probably, uh, like I said, if they still have Jordan Matthews, he might be there or no, he's uh, gone. one of these Jordan young guys. Matthews, I think he's gone. I think he's gone. I think I'll, so, I'll too. See if I, I can't. Can... They brought him back for a little while, so they traded him away to, to uh, Buffalo in the in the Shady Mark McCoy Michael, trade. Michael, I know, is on that squad. Who else do they have at the wide receiver? Uh, Matt Collins. Uh, let me, let me yeah, see now, if I okay, can yeah, find yeah. it. Max Hollis, yeah, I um, remember that name. Um, but uh, let's see here. I'm trying to – Google knows everything, yeah. Cuervo. Here we go. All right, here it is. Sure. Um, well, here and by the way, this this comes from the depth charts from Arlen's. Um, it, it's their depth chart. Um, and it's based upon you know real time. So, as Deshaun Jackson, but they, it, there we go. Slot wide receiver Deshaun Jackson. I was kind of wondering. I think that's because of his age, but he'll probably win that outside because Nelson Aguilar needs more experience. So. You know, you keep that right in there, you know, for that in reality. Putting him on the outside right now, Cuervo, I don't think it's the best idea for them. Um, so you, you want the you want the experience on the outside, the youth and the guys that can make plays on the inside and leave the outside mm-hmm. for, you know, guys that have been playing this game. And I, you say what, and I'm not a Deshaun Jackson fan by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but he needs to be on the outside. I think him being on the inside. See, there's a difference between in reality when you got Deshaun Jackson in the slot and you go over to the Arizona Cardinals, you have Larry Fitzgerald, who's now moved to the slot position. Um, but Larry Fitzgerald's also, you know, standing head above, you know, neck on him in reality. He's about seven more inches taller than John Jackson. So him being in the slot, he's using his height. I think in order for Deshaun Jackson to be successful, he does have to be on the outside because I think he loses more of his stats or – the fact that they'll go for him because of his height on the inside slide. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I, I think, I think I agree with you. I think Deshaun should be on the outside. Um, you know, I, because Aguilar, I think I'd, I'd have to see it for myself, but I think Deshaun may have lost a little, uh, you know, a little bit of speed. So I think Aguilar oh, is sure. a faster receiver so, now. Um, so Normally, what you want is a fast receiver in the slot. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe calling me crazy, but that's why I think you know Aguilar with better size and speed would probably make the better slot receiver. So I agree with you on that. But if that's not what the Eagles do, then you know they must have other plans because to me it makes all the sense to put Deshaun on the outside. 
You know what I mean? Draw those defenders to the outside to make room, to make room for Nelson Aguilar, to make room for Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard at tight end. Like that makes to me all the sense in the world. But, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not Doug Peterson. So I don't know what the plan is when it comes to their offense. Uh, But what I do know is that um, even though they drafted Miles Sanders out of Penn state, I still think that they've, they've got some, uh, you know, they've got some work to do in the backfield. Yeah. So look at that as far as what they got going on. The Dallas Cowboys, I mean, I'm telling you right now, the Dallas Cowboys are who they are because of that offensive line. You're never going to be able to convince me any differently. And and I'm sitting here tired of the story is that good because he has – um, it, that that he has uh, um, oh jeez his name's up in my mind but the white the running back um, um, Zeke who's the one that's yeah it is Dak Prescott as good as he is because he has Zeke or is it is he not um, so we'll probably get that story because you know right now everything is leaning that the Dallas Cowboys are ready to start the season without having Zeke in the lineup. And if that is the case, we'll, we'll find out really quick if, if it's, you know, Dak as good as he is or not. I don't know. But I will say this, Cuervo, any quarterback is better when they have that kind of running back in their backfield, regardless who it is. To that kind of stature. I mean, you got a Zeke. You have a Zeke there. Guess what? He's going to be – the offense is going to be more efficient. Then you add up on the fact they do have the best offensive line in the NFL, which makes me want to puke anyway. Um, it, you know, but you add that <laughs> upon it, you know, it's not, it's, not the, it's not is Dak Prescott good because he has Zeke or is Dak Prescott good because he's not. The question is, is Dak Prescott good because he gets the extra second to throw the football, and that's what the case is here in Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think that, uh, again, I mean, the Cowboys have, have the talent. They have the pieces to, to really make a run in the NFC, but – it's just, I, I think sometimes, really, it comes down to Jason Garrett. That's yeah. what has set them back a little bit uh, in you. the past couple of years. Um, I just think his, uh, you know, his conservativeness at times uh, is not what the Dallas Cowboys need. They need a, they need a, they need a coach that's willing to take. I tell you, if if a guy like Doug Peterson was the uh, coach of the Dallas Cowboys. That's a dangerous thought. Having Absolutely. a guy like that. And Kellen Moore wouldn't be the offensive coordinator for him. That might stretch. No, well, yeah. I mean, they'd have a much better uh, offensive coordinator. So, you know, and, and, is and, and Moore, I guess that's is the Kellen Moore, is, is Kellen Moore really quick? Let me just try. Is Kellen Moore the offensive coordinator because Jason Garrett wants it, or is it because Jerry Jones wants it? Well, I don't, I don't see why Jerry Jones would want it. What, what's the, what's the uh, benefit for him? Well, you, you know, you know, Jerry likes to, you know, he's like a, it's like he gets a shiny new toy and something's the, you know, out of the norm. He likes to be that guy or that guy he has on team. Listen, Kellen Moore needs to be offensive coordinator on, on the Dallas Cowboys as much as I need, you know, a banana Sunday. Okay. I'm sorry. Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore played one year. He started two games, played in three, 
because of Tony Romo getting hurt. He threw more interceptions than he did uh, touchdown passes, threw for 775 yards or whatever in those three games. I'm not impressed. Okay, I'm never, you know, and so I want to know what Kellen Moore brings to the Dallas Cowboys in reality. I, I really do. I, you know, to where they say, you know what, let's, let's put our fate of our season in the hands of a 30-year-old washed-up quarterback that never made an ounce for himself in his career. I'm missing it. Yeah, I don't, you know what, Sonny? I just thought about it. I just thought about it. I know why. I know exactly okay. why. And you can look you well, can look it up if you want to, or I can look it up. Wait, 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 I'm wait. I'm curious. Wait, hold on, Cuervo, 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 hold on. Don't do it. Don't say it. We have to go to break. So so we're going to okay. leave everybody hanging for five minutes, okay? Yeah, I like it. I, I, like don't it. Even, <laughs> I don't even know where he's going with this, guys. I don't know. And I'm missing it. And, and, and so we're going to do this. We're going to leave you all hanging. We're going to go to break. I can't wait to find out what it is. We're going to hear from our new sponsors as well, some of our own. Come back here on the other side. Let's find out why that the Dallas Cowboys have Kellen Moore at the – Offensive coordinator position for the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be back here on the Couch with Taylor Sports Show. And that being said, we'll be right back. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles asking you, are you tired of weeding through all those realty sites? I have a better way, and it can be right in the palm of your hands. Download Jeremy Morgan's app from the web right to your phone. Just visit jeremymorgan.realtor or visit him on the web at www.rayhubbardrealestate.com or give him a call at 214-236-2914. That's 214-236-2914. Jeremy Morgan Realtor from Keller Williams Realty. Find out how Merchant Masters, DFW, specializing in small business companies, can help you save money and protect your customers' information with our credit card processing and point-of-sale systems. In 95% of our cases, our services save our clients money. So, what makes Merchant Masters, DFW, different from all the others? It's an integrity-first approach to each client we work with so you receive the very best including financial savings, lowest possible rates, superior technology, and improved support. So claim your free audit at MerchantMastersDFW.com or contact John Beeman at 262-339-5470 for more information. That's 262-339-5470. Merchant Masters DFW, different from all the rest. At West this is Sonny Clark Radio, voice of your Raleigh Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Do you need a website but not sure where to start? Baggies will listen to your needs, find out what's important to you, and provide a game plan to help you and your business succeed. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. 
This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your outlet. He goes letting you know about Baggy's Web Solution. Why should you choose Baggy's Web Solution? We believe in giving our client the ultimate in flexibility. We only use the industry standard software, providing you with almost limitless options when configuring your website and email. Want to use WordPress? No problem. Want to use Google Apps for email? No problem. So call Baggy's Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggy's Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our product, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300 or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. You can also learn who they are as well as their approach and products, and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300 or log online, budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. Newly constructed, this lovely colonial couple features charming design and an asymmetrical roof. Household comes pre-furnished with one full cat and two sets of matching parents. Bright accents and pleasant decor. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. Built in 2004, this Midwestern family boasts strong foundations with sunny interiors, plus two twin-sized girls, one fixer-upper son, and one built-in bloodhound. Also comes attached with walk-in in-laws, located just around the corner. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles asking, are you dealing with unpleasant smells or odors in your home? Is there a foul odor that you just can't find? Your best bet is to contact my friend Michael Smith of Lone Star State Mitigation. Mike is an expert when dealing with pet odors, urine, smoke, or unpleasant smells that you just can't pinpoint. He's also an expert in dealing with issues after a pipe bursts in your home or an emergency that causes damage. You need to contact Mike at Lone Star State Mitigation. Give him a call at 469-360-2997. Lone Star State Mitigation, restoring the calm after the storm. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about perfection body sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles? Or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting located in the heart of Rowlett. 
A $69 initial consolation fee includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact Tammy at 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com. Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. To the Break it down. Welcome back into the third hour of the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're playing this intro in honor of SummerSlam. In an hour, the pre-show comes on and then get ready for four hours of wrestling action coming to you from Toronto for SummerSlam. Watch that one also. Don't forget, less than two to three weeks, somewhere in that area, whenever August 28th or 29th, one of those two days, it's the opening of the Rowland Eagles taking on the Prosper Eagles, opening up the new beautiful $65 million stadium up there in Prosper. So we'll be doing that portion of it for you. So look out for that. I'm looking forward to the season here for the Raleigh Eagles varsity football team, especially since we got robbed. And I'll say it again. We got robbed of the Rowlett Eagles taking on the Rockwall Yellow Jackets last year. So um, make sure that you are there and ready to go. That yeah, uh, going to be an exciting year and opening up that beautiful stadium. Again, $65 million in Prosper. Oh, my goodness. Yep, that's right. We're opening it up with the Rowlett Eagles varsity football team. So I'm excited about that. And I'm also excited about someone who is on hold. It is the good old boy, Brian Tarvin. Brian Tarvin, I was just thinking about you, my my friend. How you doing? I'm good, guys. How's it going? Doing good. I'll get Cuervo back here. Cuervo says he knows the reason why the Dallas Cowboys have chosen Kellen Moore to be their offensive coordinator, because I'm completely lost. But that's not very hard to do, though. Uh, but, 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 but before we get to that, I've been watching your weigh-in sports talk, you know, your feed, and you're not very uh, satisfied with what's going on down in Atlanta as far as their pitching is concerned. And there is a big question, especially moving closer to the playoffs, about where they possibly could end up. Will they make the playoffs there, Tarvin? I guess that's the question. Well, I mean, nobody – and it's always like this. There's this team that comes out of nowhere, and right now it's – Everybody thought the Braves, Nats, the Phillies, but the New York Mets right now are probably one of the hottest teams in baseball. Hot. Watch out. They they hot, have a hot, dominant hot. pitching staff, and if they start hitting the ball, I mean, they're only like seven games out. You know, there's still a yep. lot of games left, but the thing that bothers me about the Braves, I mean, they're up 11 to nothing last week, and then it's like 11-9 the final, and they're up 13-1, to and then it's all of a sudden, thirteen to nine, and last night six to two, 
in the ninth inning and they get bit. they have to go into extra innings and they lose. I mean, damn. I mean, just just keep the starter in or go to go to Triple A and bring these guys all up. I mean, there's something that's got to be done. You're killing the morale of your team. Absolutely. If you can't hold a four-run lead in the ninth inning. You're, you're just hurting your morale. And I just don't feel very comfortable right now. You're playing a Marlins team that's like a stellar dweller, and you're in jeopardy of losing three out of four. And guess what? You've, you've got a ton of games left with the Mets, Phillies, and Nationals. So, I don't know. If, if the Braves do make the playoffs, and if they run into anybody with some good pitching and some hitting, they're screwed. So, I don't know. Without a bullpen, you can't win in these nope. days. You have to be able to hold teams. And it's just it's sad. You may you get two or three pitchers at the trade deadline. You think things are going to get better. But, Sonny, I think that hurt the morale of the team more. Like the current pitchers that were there, actually the bullpen was improving a lot. They bring these guys in, and now everybody sucks. So yep. you have to be careful with these moves at the deadline. Unless you're getting – a true stud. I just don't think it's worth it. How much love are you going to show the Cleveland Browns this year? Do you think they'll win the division? Do you think they make the playoffs? Do you think they'll make the AFC championship game? Do you think they'll be in the Super Bowl? No, 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 no. Thank you. I mean, I see Baker Mayfield, Sean have you been reading these articles? Yeah. They're expecting them to make the play. First of all, not only make the playoffs, but win the NFC or AFC North. First of all, you're going to have to get past Pittsburgh. Never mind Baltimore if they decide to play well or they haven't figured out the quarterback position. You know, all defense coordinators haven't figured out uh, what's coming their way in Baltimore. But my gosh, I mean, the yeah. thing. I mean, listen, I know. I, I, you know, I feel like Forrest Gump, you know, where he goes, I know what love is, Jenna. I know who Baker Mayfield is. I, I, I know who Baker Mayfield is. And I know who Odell Beckham Jr. is. But, you know, and, and I know the names. They got a lot of names, but Quirrell and I were talking about this. He's going to be back up on here in a second. But you got a rookie head coach going into, and, you know, you get a great victory last night in a preseason game against the team of the Washington Redskins, and everybody is just uh, on fire about the Cleveland Browns, and I'm missing this. Why, why is your starter playing in that game? Like, the first as preseason game is, I mean, it's it's like, I don't see Tom Brady out there shotgunning beers, looking for attention. It's it's like these guys. You got. I think truly Nick Chubb is a true player on that team. I think he's a a leader type guy. I be, but you're I bringing agree. in a bunch of divas. You're bringing in a bunch of divas with a a drunk of a head coach that that's already talking about firing people, cutting, doing all this stuff. Like he's a he's a big bad hard ass coach. I mean, look, you, you were under 500 last year, and that was a great season. Because you won a yeah. game, don't yeah. I just don't think you can turn it over that fast in the NFL. I don't think you can become a a true cellar dweller for twenty years and then all of a sudden go to the Super Bowl. It's just not how it works. And the North, I think Big Ben, people have been kind of under underlooking them. Really, they're kind of underrated mm-hmm. because of Antonio Brown leaving. I look for them to be out there. It's just harder. I, yep. I think he's so small. Mayfield is Sonny. 
I think, you know, people don't like him. I mean, like, if you're, you play against him, you don't like this cocky kid. I think somebody's going to knock him on his ass and hurt him. And that's why it's a real man's game. And, and you just wait till they start one and two. All of a sudden, the locker room implodes. And people start pointing fingers. The head coach has no way to get him under control. I just want to see some things. I want to see four or five games to see what they look like. And it's even hard for that. You saw Carolina last year start six and two and then didn't win another game the rest of the year. So the NFL is a grind. It takes yep. mental toughness. It takes physical toughness, discipline. And I just don't think this team really has it. I mean, it's easy to play when nobody thinks you're worth a damn. It's easy to play. And if you win, you win some games. But now you're all, all of a sudden the hunted, and I don't think you've really earned the right to be the hunted. So let's see how these, these guys play with a bullseye on them. I, I want to see yeah, it. Yeah, and, and... – and not only that, Tarvin, week number one, they got the Titans. You can't say they're clearly going to win that game regardless. And the Jets, no. they're, they're on the road to play the Jets in week number two. We'll find out how good the Cleveland Browns really are after two weeks, like you said, in the NFL. And I got him back on. Don't go anywhere, Tarvin. I got him back on. It is Cuervo. Cuervo, tell me how come the Dallas Cowboys have won, hung their hat on a rookie offensive coordinator and a washed-up quarterback of Kellen Moore. Okay, first of all, first of all, I can't believe my ears right now because I hear the man, <laughs> the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Brian Tarvin. What's up, buddy? Yeah, I'm back. I'm back, baby. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I told my wife, right, man, it's, good to, it's good to hear from you here. again. I've got to get back to the basics, football, family, God, those three things in that order. I'm choking. Uh, all you need. I'm in agreement with the order. <laughs> it's been it's been so busy, guys. I'm gonna make time to. I think next week we're gonna do weigh-in sports talk. Start that back up, and it'll be a little later on Sunday nights. But man, Cuervo, it's great to hear your voice, and it's great that my Panthers beat your Bears in a very meaningful oh, preseason game. Uh, but love, love of a preseason yeah. game, my God. I yeah, yeah, okay. that was. <laughs> I didn't watch one play of it, by the way. That that was a tough one. I I had trouble sleeping the other night. Uh, yeah, it was a tough loss. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> But uh, it's good to hear from you, Tarvin. It's good, it's good that you're back. Good to hear from you. Hey, guys, I won't be able to – I'll call back in. My son's about to get up. I just wanted to call in and say hello, and I'll join you guys next week. And um, I'm getting ready for football. Look forward Got to it, Tarvin. I, and I'm going to call you later this week where, uh, outside of sports. So um, I'll be okay. ready for that. I'll be ready, buddy. Have a good, have a good day, right. guys. I'll be listening. You got it. Good to hear from Brian All Tarvin. Right. Check him out on Way in Sports Talk when he has a show, but he's got an active Facebook page. Get over to his Facebook page under Way in Sports Talk. Good stuff. Now, Cuervo, enlighten me on what's going on here. For Kellen Moore and the Dallas Cowboys, you know, hanging their hats on a washed-up quarterback who never amounted to anything, whether it was in the Detroit or as the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Okay, well, I mean, we could go many different ways with this, Sonny. Now, is it because he's a guy that is creative and is going is gonna to really make a, you know, uh, bring a new dynamic to the offense? Yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> is it because he's young and he can develop these players and 
uh, really make an impact on this offense? Yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> or, or, I'll tell you the real, real reason why. Okay. Sonny, Sonny, $760,000. That's his salary. That's why he's the offensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, because he's cheap. He's a cheap, he's a cheap Band-Aid to, oh. to what, where the Dallas Cowboys need to be. Here's my thing. You are the Dallas Cowboys, man. You can do a hundred times better than Kellen Moore as your offensive, as your offensive. You can have, you're the Dallas Cowboys. You're like the prettiest girl in the room. You can have anyone you want. And they don't want it. They don't want it. Right. So, they so what cheaper. does he want? Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore is going to make seven hundred and sixty thousand dollars this year, Sonny. That's why he's the offensive coordinator. And, and is he is he Jason Garrett as well? That has you know stock in chapstick. Is he going to kiss Jerry Jones's ass all year long? See, because this is what I was – and I'm glad that you went this way because I I have a feeling that Jerry Jones is going to be in his ear. Don't ask me why, Cuervo, but there's just something about this whole situation regarding this guy being your offensive coordinator. Not only that, they're getting out cheap, which, by the way, the Dallas Cowboys got more money than God. Who gives a rat if you're paying an offensive coordinator a million bucks or two? Even for that point, three. Okay, get that guy in there if you get the success this year i don't understand because it seems to me what jerry jones is saying look i can get anybody as an offensive coordinator for nothing and we're still going to win the nfc east and he's right Chris Cuervo, i'm sorry i'm looking at the east and i'm going to myself who's going to beat the dallas cowboys it's not going to be the giants it's not going to be the redskins the only team that has a chance of beating them is the uh, philadelphia eagles and, and then you've got the quarterback situation and whether or not they'll be able to put it all together again without a backup quarterback in, in Philadelphia. So I think Jerry Jones is going out, and I think later on, and we'll go back into the archive, we'll talk about this. You know, Jerry Jones will say, look, I did this with a guy for less than a million bucks with no experience, and we still got the same result, whether it's the playoffs or ever how far they go. And he'll, he'll be ready to chew his own horn. I think this is a Jerry Jones pick, not a Jason Garrett pick, because I think Jer- Jason Garrett would rather have somebody else. You mean like a big name, like somebody that actually has some credibility? Experience. With- and experience. I mean, that's you're the Dallas Cowboys, man. That's what you should have. You should have absolutely the, the, the best coaching staff. Maybe not the best yep. roster. I mean, because that's hard to do. That it really is. There's right. so much talent, but mm-hmm. you should have mm-hmm. an all-star coaching staff at all times, just like they did back in the day when Jimmy Johnson was co- was running the show. All right, mm-hmm. they had freaking who did they have as the offensive coordinator? I. They had they had a stud as offensive coordinator, defensive Can't remember. coordinator. I, I looked that up. It was such a good. I mean, and that's why they were so damn good. That's what they need to focus on. They need they need some heavy hitters in the coaching staff, Sonny. Absolutely, and they just don't have I agree. It right now. So I I don't know. I mean, that's that's what I would look at. 
because, it, it, you know, obviously the Dallas Cowboys with the situation with Zeke Elliott, there's a lot of financial, not issues, but um, I can't believe I'm going to say this. It, it just it just feels like Jerry Jones is being tight with his money. But he's got so much of it. Why? Yeah. What do you why why the need to be so tight? You're the Dallas the marketing Cowboys, man. genius the he was. You're the richest franchise in the NFL. You are the richest NFL franchise. Money should be the last thing that's on your mind. Where's the jewelry at? Uh huh. That's what you should be I thinking agree. about. So I I, I just think once the uh huh. Look, Sonny, no, you got to go spend go money ahead. to make money. That's how this business goes. You have to spend yep. money to make money. And, and it just seems like, of all people, Jerry Jones has lost that, that, that path, that vision of, you know, spending the money to, to bring championships. It's not even within the players. Like, don't focus on bringing in all the all-star players. You need an all-star coaching staff. Like I said, yep. heavy hitters that are going to – that are going to – you know, mold that team into what the, you know, somewhat version of the 90s, right? Because that's what the Dallas Cowboys are all about. They live off the 90s. And they have, they they can get back to that with Dak and Zeke Elliott and Cooper and the guys that they have on defense. And, but they got to have, they got to have the coaching staff to do it. Because that coaching staff back then with Jimmy Johnson, I mean, I'm trying to think of the names. I'm sure you have it pulled up already, but um, it, 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 a lot of those guys branched off to be head coaches. I think Marvin Lewis was one of them, actually. I think he was. I'm still I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. They, 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 won, they won it in 1997, right? Uh, they, uh, they won, so they won in 92, 93, and 96. 96. That's the one I was thinking of because I think you're right. The 19, I, I, I'm almost sure you're right about Marvin Jones. Um, hold on, Dallas Cowboys coaching staff. There we go. Google knows everything. Yeah, so I'm even when you too. misspell the, yeah, even when you misspell the name. So um, here we go, 1996, and where's the coaching staff? Well, hold it. it might be right there. Oh it's this yeah. Right here. Oh yeah. Here it is. So I got the 93 team right here. Go ahead, Cuervo. Uh, all right. So obviously Jimmy was the head coach, right? Offensive right. coordinator, and you can say what you want about him, but back in 1993, North Turner was a damn good offensive coordinator. It okay? still is. And he still is. But back then, stud. Absolute freaking stud. All right. On top of that, their defensive coordinator, a lot of people may not know who he is, but once I talk about his background, you're going to be like, oh, Okay. Butch Davis. Butch oh, no, Davis. I, no, I know exactly who he is. Well, I know I'm you know. Various. I know you know. But all I got to say about Butch Davis is if you don't know who he is, ladies and gentlemen, go Google him. 2000, go 2001 Miami Hurricanes team. That's all you need to know about him. That is the greatest college football team of all time, in my opinion. That 2001 squad, from top to bottom, NFL talent everywhere. The third string guys became all pro NFL players, Sonny. That's how deep that 2001 Hurricanes team was. Yep. Butch Davis. Big time. Butch Davis. 
Yeah. So that's what the Dallas Cowboys need to get back to is having Absolutely. that that powerhouse coaching staff. Go and get – I mean, you're not going to get Sean McVay. I mean, but that would have been nice, right, having Sean McVay. Well, the, the guy that's supported. next in line. You know who the guy's next in line that is that – you know, has been very patient by winning, you know, winning the Super Bowl and being in the Super Bowl. You guys been very patient for it to open back up. It owns a home right here in the Dallas area. Trump Payton is the next next coach of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm telling you right now, if the Dallas Cowboys fall on their face, okay, Sean Payton will be the coach of this football team within two years. I guarantee it because and Jerry way, will Payton get him away from New be. Orleans. He used to be an assistant coach in Dallas. And, and, and if I'm not mistaken, it was during those Super Bowl years with Jimmy Johnson, by the way. That's another name. I know he's on that list. I, he's got to be on that list. If he's not, he's on the later one in, uh, in the one where they won in 96. He was uh, he, he, This guy knows exactly what's going on. Actually, he might have been I, – I, I, might, I might be wrong about that. He was probably uh, under Bill Parcells. That's pro- if I and I'm, now that I think about it, I bet it was Bill Parcells. So I'm probably okay. Yeah, I got it right here, Sonny. Check this out. So the '95 team, the '95 '96 team was the one that won uh, that last Super Bowl, right? Barry right. Switzer. That's when Barry Switzer took over. Barry so Barry Switzer, Switzer was yep. that coach. Offensive coordinator was Ernie Zampezi. If you remember that. Zampezi, yeah. He just unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, Dave Campbell was the offense or defensive coordinator. Switzer and Campbell, Campbell. both Dallas Cowboy coaches that sucked, but yep. they were great assistants. Now check this out. It says right here, other assistant coaches. The defensive back coach at that time, none other than the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, Mike Zimmer. Ah, see those. Oh God, I knew Zimmer. I knew that. I, 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 I knew that. I don't even know why I knew that, but I knew that. But just can remember off the top of my head, but um, it, you know it, it, you're right. You're, you're looking at you're, you're looking at money. When, when you're Jerry Jones, you got money. You don't have to worry about not having money or getting the right personnel. Or you, you know you think about it. Even though they didn't make the Super Bowl, Cuervo, Bill Parcells is you know should get a lot of credit for turning around this. Cowboys football team because they were lost in oblivion um, at the time when when he took over because that was coming off of Dave Campo. Dave Campo is the worst head coach of this football franchise quite possibly ever. Uh, Barry Switzer wasn't much better. Now, granted, both of them had Super Bowl rings. I don't even want to say you know you, we can take, but it, listen, that team, those teams were so you know well talented that you know, you can almost drive you know have Stevie Wonder drive you know, drive down the street and be successful. So it's, it is it is what it is, um, you know, when you have that much talent and coming off of Super Bowls, coming off of a, G, uh, a Jimmy Johnson or whatever the case may be. That was the toughest thing for the Dallas Cowboys to get off because they had they had good uh, coaches, but none of them could equal out to be a great head coach because – uh, Barry Switzer wasn't a great uh, head coach. Neither was um, uh, Dave Campo. Even to a certain point, you look at one Wade Phillips, who's the defensive coordinator for the Rams and also for the Denver Broncos before he went over to the Rams, was the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. So, you know, you got some great positional coaches. Go spend some money on them. You're right, Cuervo. 
Yeah, I mean, that's just my thing. I mean, you know, if if you're going to be, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, be the Dallas Cowboys. Be the Dallas Cowboys. Like, stop penny pinching. I agree. Because it just feels like that's what it is. You know, they're just penny pinching. I, and they're, I don't know. And not only that, well, here's the funny thing about that, Cuervo. They're not penny pinching on Jason Garrett. They're paying this guy like he's the real head coach when he is the biggest yes man out there. And you can you, you, you will not be able to convince me. Cuervo, that Kellen Moore is not a yes man, whether it's to Jason Garrett or whether it's to Jerry Jones, and I think it's Jerry Jones, because I don't think there are a lot of too many, I I don't know, and I could be wrong, and I'm probably wrong when I say that he probably has more meetings with Jerry Jones than he does Jason Garrett. Now, obviously, that's a flip comment, but you get what I'm trying to say. These these coaches for Jason Garrett's and the reason why, and the reason why Jason Garrett's the head coach of this football team, not Wade, Wade Phillips, is because Wade Phillips was the head coach when they were playing so bad. And you can say whatever you want. I think either one of them would be successful right now without either one of them. So if it was flip flopped and Jason Garrett was fired and Wade Phillips stayed, I think they'd still be good because obviously Jason Garrett was handling the offensive coordinator uh, uh, position for the Dallas Cowboys at the time. Wade Phillips was the coach of this football team. And if they would have got somebody else, I think they would have been successful and Wade Phillips would be successful. Um, But the only bad thing about it is Wade Phillips has proven that, you know, he really is a defensive master and the rest of the squad and everything else that goes out on on football field he's just not that good at so some people are just good at their positions and another guy that reminds me of and I and and I know you're not know the name I'm gonna say okay just wasn't a great head coach is Buddy Ryan I mean you, you think about Buddy Ryan and what he did to obviously for the best defensive squad in NFL history with the Chicago Bears um yeah. He just wasn't a great head coach. Just was not a great head coach. Say whatever you want, whether it was Philadelphia, Arizona, uh, never lived up the potential of what they could because their defenses were outstanding. So so much so when Buddy Ryan went from Philadelphia, he picked up Clyde Simmons and uh, the other guy on the other side, on the defensive side of the ball, to help him try to win games in, in uh, Arizona. And that didn't work. It was a bad head coach move. Um, Simmons and who was the other dude? I'll, I'll remember it, you know, one of these days. But, but two of those uh, defensive studs that they had in Philadelphia ended up in Arizona. Clyde Simmons and who was the other dude? I, I'll get it. But, but some people are just good at what they do. And Wade Phillips is one of them. Um, but I'd never have thought Jason Garrett was good as an offensive coordinator because he was a yes man. And that's all they got to in the offensive coordinator position right now in Dallas is a yes man. And that is what, you know, you know, say whatever you want. Kellen Moore is a yes man because he never amounted to anything um, out there on the football field as a player. I'm going to tell you right now, if Tony Romo is not a coach of the Dallas Cowboys within the next five years, I'll be shocked. If, say that one more time, Tony. If, if Jason Garrett what? If no, if Tony Romo is not a, a coach on the Dallas Cowboys within the next five years, I'll be completely shocked. I, I think the only way it doesn't happen is if Tony Romo doesn't want it to happen. I'm sure he's yeah. already been offered some sort of, you know, coaching position somewhere, maybe working with uh, Prescott or something like that, and and. I'm sure Romo's having a good old time, you know, in the booth with Jim Nance on CBS. 
I mean, I would oh. too. I mean, they just did the Super Bowl together. I mean, how how yeah. how much better does it get than that? Making millions of dollars just sitting in a booth right. and not getting hit. Right. You know, not worried Call about when your next injury is going to come, oh, or your second, way, or maybe your third broken clavicle. <laughs> and by the way, nailing every single play. Absolutely. Knowing <laughs> what I mean, he was. He was calling the game for for the national audience. <laughs> he yep. knew what was coming based off of what he was yep. saying. I knew it was. I knew he'd be. I so. knew he'd be that good because he could read the yeah. defenses, whether or not he could deliver, and that was the problem. No offense against. I love Tony Romo. He's got all the stats for the reason and everything else. He, but the problem with Tony Romo is when he went back to throw the, throw the football, you were holding your breath. I mean, you you were going to he's throwing it again. You know, and, and you don't need that. You need the confidence. Listen, I, I don't feel that way with Dak Prescott. I know there are a lot of people here in Dallas that think Dak, you, you got to hold your breath. Dak Prescott is the best thing to come along at the quarterback position for the Dallas Cowboys in years and years and years. And the fact that, I mean, look at what he has done. Two Super Bowl appearances in three years. Hey, Tony Romo never did that. Okay. All right, so sorry, you, you know, you'd rather have Tony? I don't think so. Um, you, you know, throwing for all the records and everything else, if Dak Prescott stays the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys for any length of time, he's going to break those records as well. So you look out for him. Dak Prescott is – and talk about a steal, Cuervo. They got this guy – what is that, fourth round? They got this dude in the fourth round, Cuervo. Yeah. Guess yeah. what? They're yeah. about ready to have to pop $30 million a year from him because – just that damn good. Yeah, and and uh, you know if they want to keep him, if they want to continue to move forward, then they're going to have to fork that money up. Yep. Interestingly enough, so we'll, we'll look for that. That, that that's one of the uh, you know great story. Which uh, we we'd have uh, Tarvin back, but uh, you guys need to get together and see if you guys can get that college thing going on again. Well, you might not be able to steal them for that, but we'll see what's going on with that. But uh, good to hear from Brian Tarvin on the show as well. Um, always a good thing. So um, now, big big story out of Arizona. Now, for, first of all, I did watch the – okay, let me rephrase that. I didn't watch the game. I watched the high quote-unquote highlights of the Arizona Cardinals. I did watch the highlights of the new God's gift to Arizona at the quarterback position. And I got to say he wasn't horrible, but I wasn't impressed. But the Arizona Cardinals got more problems. They, are corner, they, they released offensive end Darius uh, Fillon a day after the Maricopa County jail records indicate that he was arrested and booked into jail on suspicion of aggravated assaults with a deadly, wep- uh, deadly weapon. In Cuervo, this is not the first time we're hearing stories about these players that are this way, okay? And, you know, and, and there have been questions, and rightfully so, about the culture mm-hmm. of the NFL because we are hearing more stories, whether it be domestic abuse, whether it be drugs, whether it be this kind of situation as far as, a, you know, aggravated assault and stuff like that. You know, there's a bad culture that has been really kind of making its way up to the top, and it's it's a question, and rightfully so. What kind of culture is being put together in the NFL, and will it eventually bring the NFL down? And I've got a theory on it. It's not a political correct theory on it, 
But the simple fact of the matter is, is that the culture is in bad shape in the NFL right now because of, and, and you know, we always used to say, you know, it's just a few bad apples that are messing up a good thing. It's not just a few bad apples, Cuervo. We're hearing stories after stories week after week in the NFL about players and their uh, personal conduct and getting in trouble, whether it be for one reason or another. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate, Sonny. I mean, you know, one one incident is too many. Um, but, you know, you, not everybody, uh, you know, is able to always make the right choices. And, you know, it, it's, it's such a hard thing to control because there's so many players and there's so many uh, dynamics to how, how these guys grew up and all, you know, everybody's, you know, they're all from all different places and whatnot. So it's just all about your upbringing. And, and for certain guys, I mean, they think crime is, is the way to, to go or get out of things. And it's, it's very unfortunate, but um, yep. What they have to remember ten million dollar contract gone, Cuervo. Two years, ten yeah. million dollars, and not only that, you think about it. You know, in the time that he's been there, nine and a half sacks. You take that away. You know, he, he, this guy was a player. He is a baller. There's no question. He's a former six rounder out of Arkansas. Spent his first five years with the Chargers and starting nineteen. 19 games, he was becoming a baller. It's the reason why they paid him for two years for $5 million apiece. So, you know, now granted, when I say that number, that sounds like a lot. It not necessarily is a lot, but it's respectful enough to where you are, you're in games. You're a part of games. You're, you're a big portion of what the Cardinals were doing. Um, so you got to look out for that kind of thing. But I, I don't know, you know, you look at who he is and what he's been able to do and, you know, the Cardinals have had problems with other guys. There was a wide receiver, his name is slipping my mind, that they let go, and he went up inside. Who was he? He signed up in um, New England. It was a, wide, a former wide receiver of the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are not one that, that don't have the – but what they do is they cut players really quick. Now, good, better, and different, whether he's been, you know, uh, innocent until proven guilty. Well, here's the thing. The Arizona Cardinals don't. If the preponderance of the evidence is enough to where you're you're getting busted outside of a strip club, um, with with a with a weapon, you're not going to be on the Arizona Cardinals for very long. That part I like about the Arizona Cardinals. The problem that I have with the Arizona Cardinals is is that this can't be the only story that they've had a problem with this guy. This can't be the first one because it's not. You don't. These are not the first stories you hear about these guys. So, you know. Yeah, the the NFL I think really has a problem with culture and the culture of what's acceptable and what is not and it and it does square vote you go back you just go back to high school there's a reason why mm-hmm. on the Couch Potato Sports Show when we cover the Raleigh Eagles varsity football team that we don't interview players okay. They don't need to have bigger heads than they already have or being told they're superstars and famous and everything up and living up by how great that they are, okay? And mm-hmm. and that is just carried on all the way through college, Cuervo. And if you happen to be good enough to be one of the best in the market of where you're at, it just gets even worse. 
So when they take that first step into the NFL, you can go through all the quote-unquote NFL classes about how to, you know, present yourself and save your money and everything else. You still got to figure out what you're going to do as a person. And right now, when it comes to that kind of thing, Cuervo, as a person or people, they're not very good people. And you can say whatever you want. There's some great people that play in the NFL and do what they do in and provide a great – but the culture of the NFL is one of punkness. And, and people think these players are a bunch of punks. And then, you know, it's not just a few bad apples, square votes. It's a lot of apples. Yeah, there, there's quite a few, and, and you're going to find them, you know, not just on one or two teams. I mean, they're they're spread out. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, to me, it's funny, like you like you mentioned, it's, you know, culture. Um, well, again, I think that that goes into having a strong coaching staff. Uh, yes, you know, and I and I think I don't think they do any favors to these players by by being a quote-unquote players coach, you need a guy that, that is going to take care of your players, but you're also going to hold them accountable. You know, firm but fair. That's a, that's a saying that we like to use in, in, in my profession. You know, yep, be firm the, but yep. also be fair. And uh, I, I think not enough coaches do that because they're worried about the players liking them. Not respecting, which there's a huge difference in the two. They're not worried about them they're worried about liking being liked more than being respected. And I think that is a huge difference, you know, R E S P C T. Uh, Cause I know Sonny wants to hit that button, but um, that to me is a huge difference. Big time. So it is about culture. There's a lot of things in, and they don't quite, well, I don't know. I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm going to give you something that you haven't heard, but I tripped into this. And I don't know how I feel about it. So I'm going to ask Cuervo, because of his profession, who he is. So I'm going to be here. Let me, but Nara, you might be able to hear me better. Um, but the story I'm hearing and saw, um, Marshawn Lynch is in the news. I don't know. Did oh, you boy. hear this story, Cuervo? Have you heard this I story? I have not. No. This, oh, this is about I'm gonna, to be something so, very interesting. Oh, Cuervo, so I'm going to do this. I'll do the Ted Topple for you since you haven't heard it. Oh, boy. Marshawn Lynch is in the news because, now, on a good thing, Marshawn Lynch is out holding football camps for youngsters. Hey, first of all, congratulations, because I never thought he would ever do anything like that. So, you know, that's a good thing. But... Mm -hmm. He is being criticized right now, Cuervo, of being in these camps that he's having, of cussing at young youngsters. And, oh, and now when I say youngsters, I don't mean about six or seven. These are high school kids or going into high school kids, okay, at least as far as this situation is concerned. Oh, God. And uh-huh. based I'm listening. So. That having been said, there's a kid who wasn't doing things right, and he's been told to do something or how to do something over and over and over. And finally, Marshawn Lynch says, get the F out of my, off my field, and, and he's punishments with uh, push-ups or whatever the case. But he used the F word, and parts of me, parts of me 
I I don't know. Parents, if you don't know who Marshawn Lynch is, okay. Go ahead, Sonny. I'm bringing him to going to his freaking you know, camps. Okay, if you don't know who Marshawn Lynch is, okay, and all of a sudden you expect this to walk in like it's some kind of preschool or you know, you know, elementary school summer kind camp. of thing. Summer camp. Uh, summer, yeah, summer camp. You know, but no, <laughs> yeah. So Marshawn Lynch tells this kid to get the f off of his field, and a mother yeah. is losing his mind. Now, here's the ironic. Well, no, not ironic. Uh, but what's the the opposite? The oxymoron of this whole thing. Okay, the okay, mother who's okay. complaining. The mother who's complaining about this curses at her son all the time. Okay, and this is this is brought up in the story. I, 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 I am just a journalistic reporter here telling you what I read. But the mother curses at the kid, not just sometime, all the time. And this woman brings her kid to a Marshawn Lynch summer camp, expecting him <laughs> to pat him on the head and say, hey, good thing, you know, maybe try a little harder. No, Marshawn Lynch is giving the players an education on what they might hear when they end up walking into these high school football. But listen, we cover high school football, okay? Listen, I'm not under any illusion they're sitting there patting these guys on the butt all the time saying, hey, good job. And the reason why is as I've been out on that high school football field, and you know, although it was back in the 80s, and very rarely did everybody just pat you on the butt and say that you're doing a damn good job. It, it was usually get the F off of the yeah. field. It was, it was yep. either get, get, your F, get your F and butt off of the ground. Get your F and butt and gear. Get your, listen. That's right. If, if you don't – you as a parent don't have the – the the backbone to have her kid yelled at or cussed at when ironically you do it to him all the time it, 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 it's like you know what's the, don't be the first to, to throw stones or something whatever that state and this is the craziest story I think I've ever heard of based on who it is and sometimes you just got to realize it's Marshawn Lynch. He's not going to just pet you on the head when it's coming to what's happening on a football field. I'm sorry. The woman gets the, gets the award of being the most stupid woman on the face of this earth. <laughs> uh, I like the way you put it, Sonny. Yeah, I mean, I'm was I, I um, thinking along the same lines. I'm not going to bash Marshawn at all. Um, I neither, and I you know and I live to do it. I wake up in the morning going, which is saying to myself, I wish there was a way I could bash Marshawn Lynch. Never liked him, never will. Um, you know, but I can't believe I'm actually on the other side of this defending Marshawn Lynch. This is not Cause, well, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, you know, how do I put this? Um, It's not like they don't use the language, okay? These high school kids yes. talk to each other like that all the time. If I told you I time. didn't do it in high school, I'd be lying my pants off. Oh, if I didn't tell you that teeth. I spoke to Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd be lying. I'd be lying through my teeth, through, you know, through every part of my body, okay? So it's not like Marshawn said something to them that they've never heard. They've never yeah. said before, right? They they uh, 
they speak the same language. So mm-hmm. if anything, and I and, and you're, I think you're going to drop out of your seat when I say this. I think Marshawn Lynch is a good example or a good person for stuff like that because here's why. Because he's going to talk to them the way that they need to be talked. And, yeah. and that aspect of when they get out of line, Marshawn's going to put them right back in their place. Marshawn don't play that. No. As opposed to somebody like, and I'll, and, 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 you know, I'll, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna use I'm just gonna do it, Sonny. I'm gonna use Eli Manning as as a punching bag on this one. Somebody like Go him, who, yes. <laughs> who who may who may be a little more passive. Those kids aren't gonna relate to an Eli Manning. Absolutely. Because Eli doesn't talk the way that these high school kids do nowadays. Marshawn nope. Lynch, on the other hand, Marshawn yep. Lynch's gonna tell you how it is. And you and, yep. and if you don't want to listen, then that's on you, kid. But Marshawn does not play. Marshawn will tell you how it is. As the young kids say, Marshawn keeps it real. He keeps it 100% all the time. And that's what I like about him, Sonny. A lot of people don't like him for that. But that's – I respect him so much because he is the type of guy he will always keep it 100% honest. And, and, and that's what Keeping it real. need. Yeah, they don't that that clean image and all that stuff. Like that 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 crap doesn't work. They see right through that stuff, and they know that it's fake and it's not it's not authentic. But they don't. Like they Mark don't Trump respect Lynch, it, Cuervo. They you, don't. You, you know right. they don't respect it. They, and not only that, the story even goes beyond crazy because the incident in question. It wasn't this the first time that the kids did the same thing. It was not the second time. It was a repetitive thing that he kept doing, and it wasn't like the first time it happened he just got into this kid's face. Okay? A continually mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over is the reason why he got into his face and told him to get the F off his field. Okay? But now, and here's also another thing. If I and if I read the if I read the article correctly, and and I read it quick, I didn't read it all the way. It was something that was a safety issue. All right, so that that even more. God, I hate this guy. That even more is the reason why I respect it. Um, but here's what I'm going to tell you, Cuervo. The reason why this is a story is because of social media. And because of the social acceptance of being, quote, unquote, politically correct. Because I'm going to tell you straight out, if we didn't have Facebook, social media, Twitter, or whatever the case may be, or this, quote, unquote, political correctness, that is something that is not really out on a real football field. And what I mean real football field, which is high school and up, okay, this kind of stuff, if this was a bunch of elementary kids, Maybe I would get the the parents' point, but these are the, the, this incident was not that case, and they need to hear it. And sometimes being politically correct can put a kid in a position where they can get hurt. 
And so that's another reason I unfortunately applaud this guy. I give credit where credit is due. I don't like the guy, and I don't even wish great things on him. I don't. <laughs> but in this case, this guy is so spot on. And it goes back to what we were talking about, being patted on your head and thinking that your shit don't stink. And that is the problem in today's in today's world with kids. So, you know, it, it really is. You know, one of those things. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I I don't know. Yeah. It, it'll be something that we'll keep uh, we'll keep our eye on. Um, that's there, and, and uh, you know, we'll we'll hear more for it. But I'm I'm on I'm on for the first time in a very long time. Um, the um, the I, I'm on the Marshawn Lynch. You know, you know, I don't want to say bandwagon, but I'm on his side here, Cuervo. Yeah, you're on his side. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and I and I get it. I, I I'm I'm on the side as well because, like I said, I mean, especially you're you're saying that the kid got disrespectful with Marshawn too. So instead of taking that, and I from, bet you this is not even an issue for the kid. We haven't heard from the kid, but I'd be willing to bet my left nut, Cuervo, the kid has no issue with what happened. No, I, I, I'm sure he doesn't. Uh, I'm sure he probably forgot about it. It's a mama trying to grab attention is what it is. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. She's just coddling her little boy, you know. Yeah. Uh, No, she's not coddling her little boy. She cusses at him more than Marshawn Lynch ever did. So this was was an opportune situation where she thought that something could come from it. And, you know, she can be on Oprah Winfrey next week for all I care. I'm not going to sit and listen to this crap. Oprah might. But, you know, the people that Mm -hmm. think that this is out of line, you, you don't know football. You don't know what happens. And if you think that it should be a different way, you're wrong, too. Um. Yeah. Th- th- yep. Unfortunately, yep. hey Cuervo, go throw now. And I know the answer to this question. Going through boot camp, I'm pretty sure they just didn't slap you on the butt and say, "Hey, great job." <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not even gonna say words. I'm just gonna laugh. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying, and oh, um, yeah. you know, oh, but yeah. the, the 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 simple fact of the matter is, this is an absolute <laughs> joke, and it shouldn't have been this situation ever. Thank so you. It, it you know it is what it is. So where are we yep. living, Cuervo? So now so right. we're, we're we're we are going into overtime. Uh, is, is there anything you wanted to cover before we got out of here? Um. I, you know, honestly, Sydney, I think we've covered just about everything there is to cover. Yeah, we 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 try to get. We it. always we, do. We 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 try to find what's going on. Try to you know try to cover everything that yeah, comes up. So well, sometimes we miss on things, but we try to get it covered. But I think we did a good job of it. So that's going to do it for us. As um, I've got a um, an appointment at three forty-five, so I got to head on out. So that being the case, so we'll go ahead and we'll end it here. Um, by the way, Cuervo, the part that you did not hear is we will not be on air next Sunday, just to let you know. I will be traveling. I will be ah, in Arizona. Okay. And I don't okay. even want to mess with trying to do a show because of the time that we do it will be uh, a little bit uh, too early for it. And I don't want to wake up a whole household. So we will not be on air next week. So, But be ready for the week after because we'll be less than two weeks away from week number one of the NFL at that time. So 
watch out for that. Not a problem, but Tony. we'll also probably be getting into a little bit of college football as that time happens as well. Uh, we'll be talking about the first week will be what in a couple weeks, Cuervo. Yeah, so it's uh, less than two weeks now. So on the 24th yeah. is that Auburn versus Oregon game. I'm sure Carvin's fired oh. about that. Oh, I bet you he is fired up about that. I'm sure he'll be talking about it as he's going to be bringing back the show hopefully on Sunday night. So he'll probably be talking about that the week before. So make sure you join that. Make sure you catch the Rally at Eagles Water City football team. We'll be going through that and catch us in two weeks. We won't be on air again until uh, uh, 14 days from now. So catch us then. So we're out of here. Everybody have a good one. Enjoy the uh, SummerSlam for wrestling fans. That happens. The pre-show starts here in the next uh, hour. That's going to do it for us. Everybody have a good one. Cuervo, have a good uh, Sunday afternoon, my friend. Sunday, you too, bud. Uh, enjoy the rest of your uh, Sunday, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. You betcha. We're out of here, everybody. Take care. See you next time. Bye-bye.